The following podcast is produced or sponsored by a community member. The content, views, and opinions expressed are those of the participants and do not reflect those of BMC or the town of Belmont. BMC welcomes your comments. Call us at 617-484-2443 or email us at access at belmontmedia.org. Hello again and welcome to another edition of the TOST Toddcast right here on the Belmont Media Podcast Network found online at belmontmedia.org slash podcasts and also on soundcloud.com by searching Belmont Media. You can listen to the Toddcast at your convenience by downloading the free SoundCloud app available on both iTunes and Google Play stores. I'm Todd Bloniars from the award-winning Time Out for Sports Talk TV show available on BMC channels 28 and 29. Check that. It should be 9 and 29 as I can't even read my own copy correctly. Also, you can find us on demand at Belmont Media. Well, it's been about 24 hours since NBA free agency got underway, and uh, all hell has broken loose over that time. And here to talk about it with me is a regular time off for Sports Talk guest and longtime hoop head, Dave Fluitt. Good to have you here, Flu. You know, it's uh, not only do you know your Celtics and uh, the NBA and college hoops, but, uh, you know, you've... Uh, you- you played the game competitively for about five decades, right? I mean, yeah, it's close to it's solid, f- exactly four. How's that? Okay, that sounds good. Right, that sounds right. good. So you're you're also a student of the game and of the sport, not just a, yeah. not just a fan of it. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, no, I um, I've loved basketball since I was you know eight years old. Since the first time the first swish went in, uh, you know, I love the sport and you know I just follow it as much as I can and I enjoy the heck out of it and and uh, you know it was great growing up in the Boston area and being a Celtics fan because now you were thrust in the middle of everything. Uh, you know, I still think it's the best franchise in the NBA. Uh, some people say the Lakers, but I always think the Lakers got a boost because, uh, you know, when it, when some Lou Alcindor guy decides oh, yeah. that, like, you know what, Milwaukee, just send me to the Lakers or, or I'm just, you know, just send me to the Lakers or I'm going to yeah. leave. And then Shaq does it, and Will Chamberlain does it, and Kobe Bryant does it. So, anyways, there's a little bitterness there. So, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll fight any Laker fan. But, uh, yeah, no, I love the sport, and uh, glad to, you know, talk with you. I'm glad you, you had me on, and I love talking sports with you, and especially basketball. So Yeah, I thought of you first when I realized, you know, they were they did the timing this year. to They started free agency. Instead of starting it at midnight on July 1st, they pushed it up six hours, yes. which was great because this way we could all catch the news before we went to sleep. We didn't have to, like, wait until the next morning yeah, to you, find out. Right, because you could get a solid te- four hours of just w- what the heck is going on as opposed to, all right, I'll— get it i'll turn on espn in the morning when i'm taking my shower to go to work and oh my god wait this you know um this guy's on that team and kd's not going to the knicks and wait what's going on then you next thing you know you're a little late for work and you know it gets a little crazy and what's going on so uh yeah no they did it right they did they've done it's it's tremendous uh having it at six o'clock it's perfect. Yeah, I and mean, you know, this was the year. I mean, they probably had a hunch with all the free agents this year that this was a good time. The league decided, hey, let's move this up because we know there's going to be a lot of action. There's going to be a lot right. of player movement. Right. Oh, this is certainly a new trend in the NBA too. I mean, and 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 we've had this discussion off air, and this is why I believe, you know, at least for a little while, I think the Golden State Warriors kind of represented. We even mentioned this on the last. You were on the last uh, TV show with with Howie and I, and mentioned. Uh, I, I kind of brought up the fact. I think this is the end of the NBA dynasty, at least as far as like a run of like maybe multiple championships or three out of four. 
uh, because you just have all this player movement and you have all these stars now and they, they don't seem to be afraid of switching teams. And, and also when you look at it, even after all the, you know, the chess pieces have been moved around here, I'm looking at all these teams and I don't necessarily see a clear cut favorite going forward. Uh, certainly the, and of course, well, you know, the Toronto Raptors being the, the reigning world champions right now, the right. NBA, and, and they're kind of waiting to see, well, is there any chance we could get Ka- right. uh, Kawhi Leonard right. back? And he's kind of, he was the one star who didn't uh, sign with anybody yesterday, which makes uh, that kind of interesting. What are your initial thoughts on, on all the different moves? And then we'll kind of dive into the Celtics. Uh, well, after in, in a general sense, I really like all of them because it makes the league this now seven, eight, nine teams that can say, hey, you know, with the right path and, you know, a little bit of luck, we can go to the finals. Then we can win a championship. And I think that's great. There's a little asterisk there because if Kawhi ends up going to the Lakers, then all bets are off. Like, that that team's awesome. That team would be awesome with a, with um, AD and, and, of course, LeBron um, and Kuzma. So, I mean, granted, that's all they have. And then they got some other dude. I don't even know who it is. They only have... They don't, right now they have four guys on their team, four. Like literally four Lakers are under contract have, and that's right, it? Right, they have three guys and they have, uh, they have Kuzma, LeBron, and uh, Anthony Davis. And then I think they got a second-round pick, whoever that guy is. So they can't put five guys on the court right now. They can get the janitor. I'm sure he can contribute a little bit, but uh, <laughs> yeah. that's all they have. Right. But, wow. the, you know, but, you know, they obviously they're trying to put their eggs in the Kawhi Leonard basket. But even if they don't get it, you, there's players that they can get. But seriously, they only have four guys. Uh, but if they get the fifth, which is Kawhi Leonard, I can't see them not winning. Like, that's that's how – I just think they're – because I think Anthony Davis and Kawhi Leonard can play great defense. And LeBron plays defense kind of when he wants to. Generally, he doesn't. So I think just from a defensive standpoint, they'll be tough. And then offensively, they'll be as good as anybody for the most part. Yeah. So – Anyway, so the Lakers would be tough, but if Kawhi goes to the Clippers or goes to Toronto, there's no reason why he can't have seven or eight teams that are saying, "Hey, we we can do it." You know, we can. Especially like if he goes to the Clippers, the Clippers still need another guy. But if he goes back to Toronto, you know, Toronto can go. You know, they can run it back and uh, and and go to the because they've got everyone else coming back. Yeah. Yeah. From last year, yeah, you know, when you were telling me when you were mentioning that the Lakers only have four guys under contract, I don't know why, but I was having this flashback, and I know you can appreciate this. Both you and I have been longtime Celtics fans. I was thinking of the Rick Pitino era when he first did. He like renounce a bunch of players when he yeah. first came in. Yeah, uh, I think trying to maybe line it up so that they would get get some superstar to sign with the Celtics, but it just never it, nothing materialized there. Yeah, my memory doesn't serve me right because I'm starting to become of a certain age. Yeah, I, 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 I know. Had, <laughs> I, I had my insurance company ask me if, if I have an AARP card. Yeah. Oh. I'm like, okay. Not, I go, you know, not yet, but, you know, we enter yet closer every day. But, uh, yeah, no, but he did do something, and then I believe that that's when he made the, the, the great move of uh, signing Travis Knight to that seven-year deal. I, yes. He, he did some jockeying kind of, maneuver to get that. That was the idiot. part I was trying to black out. Right. I, I, was, I had right. Knight on my mind. Right. Oh, my god. Like, he gosh. thought that was the answer. Well, remember, that was plan B after not getting the number one pick in yeah. Tim Duncan. Yeah, yeah. You know, Instead of getting was... Duncan, Travis Knight's uh, our plan B in that. Well, then, yes. the, you know few short time later he was gone so yeah perfect segue you know. to of course the present day and uh, someone who's running the Celtics who knows a little bit more uh, has a little more knowledgeable about the game and the sport and the uh, the players in it 
uh, it will get to the plan B, which the Celtics have obviously had to employ because plan A, we have to kind of start there because that's where the whole domino effect starts is that, you know, uh, Danny Ainge has been, you know, trying for about two, three years now to kind of line all his ducks up in a row so he could get Anthony Davis. And then lo and behold, uh, you know, uh, the Pelicans uh, trade Davis to the Lakers, and uh, which is where Davis really ultimately wanted to be. Right. He kept his agent kept saying, "I'm not going to, you know, he's not going to stay in Boston mm-hmm. if you trade for him. He's going to be there one year, then he's going to leave." So this is this is what you, this was the risk you were running to get him in the first place, and uh, yeah. So now they they didn't get him. You know, I, and I even I think I brought this up on the last show too. I, as a fan, as a Celtics fan, I don't really know which direction I want Danny Ainge to go in. I mean, there was a part of me that was saying, go all in, hang on to Kyrie, or try to get him to convince him to stay, you know, by maybe trading for Davis, and then that maybe would have appeased him. Who knows? As, yeah. You know, we're finding in hindsight, probably not. But, you know, but that I was thinking, why not go in that direction? I realized then you, you might have to trade a lot of the young talent on the team, mm-hmm. and you're going to have a small window, but you might as well... I don't know. I mean, the other option is you kind of keep spinning your wheels, and you know, with the the current roster you have and how they came up short. But yeah. uh, what was your? I mean, what was your thoughts on you know when Davis uh, when that trade first went down? Well, the let let me give you my backdrop on what I see is happening in the NBA. There's no nobody has a long range plan because you can't because you have to think of every player, even the guy you draft. Or the guy that's 40 years old, uh, excuse me, 25 years old, 30, whatever. That's not important. It's just what's called the window of opportunity, which is you take your best player or two, and however many years they have left on their contract is the window that you have. With Kyrie Leonard, it was a two-year window. Irving, you mean Kyrie? Uh, Ky- yeah, what did I say? Kyrie Leonard. You're, Kyrie Leonard, right. I know, and I, right. I, I get the first right. names mixed up. Right. Yeah, I, I keep wanting to so, change them. So yeah. it, it was like a right. two-year window, and then with, when we had Horford, it was a, it was, I thought it was a four-year deal that he had, but he actually had a three and a one, meaning he could get out. He didn't have to right. go to his fourth year, so right. his window was three years, and Gordon Haywood's is four. So we only have Gordon Haywood for, what, two more years? Right. So, yeah. it's so hard we're to now, believe, we're, like, we're now in like a two-year window which is Gordon Hayward, um, Tatum, even Brown's one year. He's only got one year left. So before he becomes restricted. Bec- right? Before he becomes restricted. Yeah. And restriction is hard. It's hard. Like most yeah. players don't, won't do what Ainge did. So mm-hmm. we kind of – the Celtics right now have like a two-year window. So what are we going to do in two years? Well, this next year is going to be kind of tough because the team's going to be good. I just don't know if it can compete for a championship. Now, if Leonard goes to, especially if he goes to the Clippers, you know, Toronto won't be that good. So it'll kind of be us, Philly, and Milwaukee, I see. And Indiana got, got better. Um, so, so the East will be good. Um, and the West will definitely, the West will be better, not significantly better, but just better. And uh, so it'll be wide open. So the Celtics can maybe do something. And, and you know, at the trade deadline, uh, the NBA, they renounce players. It's usually some veterans that, like, they're on the last year of the contract. And the team that has them, you know, say if so-and-so is owed $4 bucks, mm-hmm. right? They'll say to the guy, dude, let's just, you know, we'll renounce you. And then you can just, you, you know, we'll let you go. We'll let you go free. And the good teams can snag up a player for veteran, veteran minimum. So it's, it's cheap money. It's a million bucks or something like that. So that's also open to him. But the point I'm getting at is um, 
it's the window of opportunity. It's the window that everybody has. And right now, I see the Celtics as a one, maybe two year window. Now, and Nick, this is kind of almost a new window now. Well, it really is correct. a new window because yeah, the, the, the Kyrie Horford window is closed. Correct. And, and in fact, I mean, again, I, I sort of envision this parallel universe where Gordon Hayward doesn't break his leg horrifically five minutes into a Celtics career, right. and maybe everything changes. Maybe Kyrie has a whole new outlook on his time in Boston because maybe that first season, you know, and well, then again, Kyrie also got hurt himself, but, you know, maybe, so I'll add that into my parallel universe where neither of them got hurt last, you know, two True. years ago. Right. And so maybe that changes the outcome. You know, they get to, you know, obviously all the kids get you to game seven against Cleveland Easter Conference Finals, but then now when Kyrie comes back this year, he's back. Hayward is slowly working his way back. And I don't know, things from day one just didn't seem to be right with this Celtics team. And, you know, I'm, I'm, almost, I'm just wondering to myself, uh, too, who, who do you, like, I mean, I, I hate to break out the uh, uh, Blame Pie copyright Eddie Endelman, 19-whatever, uh, when he brought that right, out, the, right, whole, right. the whole Blame it, Pie concept. It was concept, a great but, invention. Oh, it was, because you, know, you know why? Because right. as I listen to sports radio now, they all use it. Right, I, I hear right. the Blame Pie right. term all the right. time, so right. it is perfect. But, you know, your version of the Blame Pie flu, where do you, like, you know, as far as what went wrong with the Celtics this year, I mean, how much of it does go to, to Kyrie? How much of it might be on Brad Stevens? Because we've heard a lot of reports in the last, like, week or so that uh, maybe they both deserve a yeah. share of the blame. It's it's hard to do it's hard to do the exact Eddie Andelman blame pie percentage ratio, mm. whatever, you know, whatever it was. But That's fine. I'm not going to hold you to actual right, hard numbers but here. It but was, it was a confluence of events. We have a GM who collects talent. He doesn't necessarily put teams together he because he's just always collected talent because he, he can always trade talent off so we have a guy just collecting talent we have a coach who's only coached young young inexperienced guys did obviously did in college and then in the pros that's kind of what he did and the second type of player he's coached is the guy that's down on his luck he's you know evan turner um isaiah thomas uh, yeah Got guys that like, yeah, they, they're either on the way down or maybe on the way down, and they're not, they're they're in the middle to low middle, and then all of a sudden he's like, oh no, dude, you know, I can get open shots for you, you just got to knock them down, okay, and then they get good. So he, that's his expertise is the young and that, and he, he's a coach, he's a teacher, I should say. He's there's some coaches that, you know, they're teachers and some that are psychiatrists. So you have that, then you had Kyrie Irving who really thought. You know, he was the cat's meow. I mean, he really thought that, like, I'm great and I'm a leader. And I even think he realized that he's not a leader. Like, he realized, oh, you can't just, like, say words. And, like, and like <laughs> things are going to happen. Right, right. So, you know, he had that. And then, weirdly, the worst thing that happened to the Celtics was the young kids that played great last year. Because then they thought that they were great. Like, they thought they're like, oh, well, I'm going to be – you know, they thought they were the cats. Yeah, like, 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 a, right. I'm going to be in the All Star team next year. Like, mm. I'm, I'm progressing at at the normal at a normal great rate. So you have all this confluence events going on. Not to mention, Morris and Rozier, and Mor Morris and Rozier were, were on their last year of their free agent contracts. So like, they want to play, and then of course Haywood gets hurt, and so. It's not so much that there's a blame pie, but I just think that it's in the order. Like, Ainge should get credit for collecting talent, but he just collected talent. He didn't really 
what, what he was doing, and he together. was waiting for Davis. That, that Correct. Was kind of his, you know, Correct. One so, guy. Right. One guy, and you're hoping so, everything will fall into so, place. Right. <laughs> so, so that was like the first thing, because he brought everybody into the room. Let, you know, yeah, right? He right. brought all the, all the friends or enemies, however you want to look mm. at it, into the room. And Brad Stevens couldn't handle it. And then Brad Stevens made one mistake because he was forcing Gordon Haywood to pl- – like he wanted to get him in shape. Like he was thinking, right. like, look, it's an eighty-two game schedule. Like we got to get him up and running and in shape and mentally and psychologically and physically, you know, back to where he was. But he didn't realize that it, it was going to take a long time. And according to the Jackie McMullen story that uh, she wrote in the last week, I guess it started alienating a lot of the cool. current young players on that team. Who number one, like you pointed out, they thought that right. their stuff didn't stink because they right. were they got to game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals the year before and now all of a sudden you're trying to play this guy who's you know working his way back from a very seriously yeah. broken leg a yeah. severe injury and so these players are kind of looking at it and going like Where, where's my time my time's getting cut for this guy and and as we saw it, you know even in year two you know the second year now with Hayward on the Celtics it, it took a long time you know a year removed from the broken leg and it still took him a, almost yeah. a whole it wasn't really till the end of this season that we started seeing some signs that looking like the the hate you know the Gordon Hayward he was in Utah right right and I thought that Tatum should have come off the bench from day one like I thought Hayward was going to be like it's going to take him like a month to get back to normal like I mean, you, you thought know. Hayward should have started and then Tatum would come in off the bench for correct him. because okay. I thought Tatum was our second best scorer so put the second best scorer with Smart Tice Ojale, um, you know and then have either you know, Kyrie, Hayward, Morris, you know, but make Tatum our second best scorer, the primary scorer, you know, on on the second unit, so to speak. So, you know, he'd get more looks and more touches and, you know, score better. Like, he'd be great responsibly like that. And and I'm not saying have a rigid, rigid way of substituting, but they could have done that. And they didn't because I don't – I just think that, they thought everything was just going to kind of – the whole thing was Hayward never got to 100% physically and mentally and emotionally, and that hurt a lot. And, right, the team may have already been gone by the time Stevens made the decision correct. to move Hayward to the correct. bench and bring him in as this part of that second unit that you were envisioning where you needed that one good scorer, and he was kind of hoping Hayward was going to be that guy. Right, and it worked. And it, some nights it really worked well, and then other nights it, it kind of worked. Like, it made sense, and Hayward come in. And Hayward's a facilitator. His last year at Utah, he was the most efficient player in the NBA. That's huge. That means he took the less shots to accomplish to be an all-star. Is really what it is. And so that's why I, I didn't want him to come in off the bench because he's a guy that will sacrifice. So he's the guy you kind of want to play with the better players. Anyways, yeah. so it was just all that that went on. And then, and then it got personal. Like, Rozier's like, this stinks. I mean, you could see him out in the court. He'd just pass the ball and just go, you know, 10 feet away from the ball. Like, man, eh. It's like, dude, they might throw it right back to you. Like, be re- like, eh, no, yay, here you go. And it just got, and then it just got into a, you know, a pissing contest. And, um, and then it, it just, it just did, <laughs> you know. And, and in, in, in professional sports, when you're at a certain level, every percentage point counts as far as, like, physical, mental, and emotional, and they just weren't emotionally together. And then, it, you, you know, we could see it. I mean, they'd get blown out by Orlando and 
The Knicks. That's the Knicks at home. That's impossible. Blowing big leads in yeah. games, too. They'd be up yeah. in the third quarter by, right. like, 20 points, and then right. they'd lose the game. Right. That they just, did that four or five times. Yeah. Four, five, that should maybe happens once. Maybe. And maybe it happens on the road. Right. It was happening at home. So, yeah, it was just – it really was I, – I don't know if, if the blame pie is, is, is the thing. I just think it's the order that everyone made a mistake at. And Ainge started it by just bringing everyone into the room and not realizing – you know what? What if we traded Rozier just just to get him out just because we have too many bodies? We literally have too many bodies to play with. So if they could have traded him for, you know, draft picks, mm-hmm. you know, before the season started, I think it would have just been better. Do you think – well, it sounds like what you're describing then is more of a blame layer cake maybe. There were many layers. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, well, everyone every, – I think – well, I, everyone's to blame. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. That's yeah. usually like in the blame pie. It's like, well, yeah, and then we'll just give this guy like 10%. It's like, no, it's kind of everyone's pretty equal in this. But it, it just started at different levels. It started and, – and the, but the backdrop – it's really the backdrops because um, Stevens was not equipped to handle it. He, he, I'm sure he learned from it, but he, was, he screwed up. I mean, he did not do a good job. Kyrie was – he failed. He gets an F. The kids all get an F because they started like, you know, they were like the kids at the, you know, wanting to sit at the big table. It's like, no, you know, you know, like I want to be like, that's me. I should be there. It's like, no, no, you're still, you know, we have relatives over and it's Thanksgiving. You have to sit at the little person's table. And and the biggest sign there, you you brought up Rozier and the adjustment he had to make this year with a healthy Kyrie back in the lineup is that, you know, all of a sudden Rozier goes, has his minutes almost cut in half, really. And he was... You know, he had such a good chemistry going with Brown and with Tatum and Smart and all those guys, you right. know, when they made their run through the playoffs two years ago. And you know, and this was someone, too, you know, Rozier, you know, he was he was drafted by the Celtics several years back, and he was kind of biding his time, and he just kind of, you know, he was in the developmental league for a little while, and he kept yeah. kind of work each year. He kept kind of, it was like an incremental, you know, you kept seeing his career kind of arcing up slowly but surely. And then, you know, when he gets the opportunity two years ago in the playoffs with Kyrie injured that, you know, I think he sees that, okay, now my time has come and yeah. nothing's stopping me now except, well, wait a minute, Kyrie's still under contract here right. and I can't necessarily leave. I'm bound to my contract. Right. So now, right. And then, and then of course, you know, there's the whole, the fact that Kyrie's really not a leader anyway. So maybe Kyrie was trying to say things to, to Rozier, like, right. okay, your time will come. Don't worry. And, you know, basically Terry's probably saying, you know, that's what he turned into scary Terry, right? right? <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. But I, I just, so yeah, it's, I guess he was probably the one who obviously was going to hurt the most when, when the health, you know, because, you know, you knew with Gordon Hayward it was going to be a slow, like his minutes were going to have to build up. Right. So, you know, Tatum was still going to have opportunities there. Yeah. But uh, although I guess since we're talking about it, though, Tatum did seem to take a step back this year. And was that just because Hayward was kind of getting more minutes there? And Well, it, this is. Because the year before there was, he didn't, he didn't have to answer yeah. to anybody. Yeah. I mean. Right. Well, that, that's the thing. When there was less people, when there was less players, they just ran the offense. They just were just going to run the right. offense. And Tatum right? played thirty-five a night, and Rozier was, you know, when Kyrie went down, then near the end of the year was playing like thirty yep. to thirty-five a night. Yeah. And so, yeah. so, you know, that's it. And the people that had to sacrifice when Haywood and Kyrie weren't there would would be the guys that were supposed to sacrifice: Baines, Tice, Horford, um, Ojale, Smart. You know, so the three four young guys could just you know do their thing well 
having all these players, just everybody just got in the way. And Tatum, I felt Tatum just said, well, if I'm open, I'm just going to shoot it. And he kept taking these mid-range fall away. You know, Kobe taught him how to take the fall away. Well, Kobe was great at fall aways because at the end of his career, he couldn't blow by people. Like, he was still great, but mm, he just yeah. couldn't, like, physically blow. So he invented, you know, he, I shouldn't say invented. And he couldn't have jumped them either. Right, you know, so he so. perfected the fall away. That, that's, that's the last, that's when you're at the end. Whether you're playing pickup at the Y or in the NBA, it's the fall away. Because you can't go straight up because you're going to get blocked. How's your fall away? Actually, I got better. As got the, the older I got, the better see. I got. All right. So that's you, you, right. either, yeah. either you adapt or die, and Kobe mm-hmm. did. And he's teaching a 20-year-old who's 6'10 and controlled and is a pretty good shooter, and his, his three-point shot is a step-in shot. He's teaching him to do a fall away? Like, why? Like, that's – when are you going to – the only time the only time you should use a fall away is when you post up. Mm. You, you 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 don't you don't drive in and then come back. You're you're right. in. Well, yeah, you're our, and your you momentum can't get is around. taking you in. Exactly. You right. can't get around and that's that's generally when you use a, that's you know, ninety five percent of the time when you use a follow is when you post up and Tatum doesn't post up, so it's like, well why you learn something you know, work on your left hand, work on a little left handed mm-hmm. hook, work on dribbling with your left hand on the, to get, you know, by a guy, fake him to the right, go to the left. Nope. I'm going to work on my fall away. And that's what he was doing. And it was just, it's a mid-range jumper. Stevens doesn't want him shooting it. Stevens is, is a new school guy. Layup stunks and three-pointers. That's it. And all of a sudden, Tatum's like, well, I want to do mid-range jumpers. And so he got into that, like, well, when I get the ball, because like, I'm not touching the ball as much as normal, or I did last year, if I'm open, I'm just going to shoot. Well, you didn't do that last year, and you were really, you know, you would shoot when it was right to shoot. Now it's like, well, I'm just going to shoot if I get open. And Rozier did the same thing. And Brown was doing the same thing. And Smarts wants to get his shots off. And, you know, and Kyrie definitely takes his. Hayward's a good enough sh- – Kayward plays the game kind of right. Like, he shoots when he's supposed to. So when he's open, he shoots. Horford's willing to shoot. When, so it's like we have eight guys who, like, can shoot the ball. And then Baines, when he's open, he shoots. So if you're defending the Celtics, you leave Baines open, right? Because, you know, he's probably there – fourth or eighth off you know fourth option when fifth option when he's on the court so he when he so he's always open so he's gonna shoot so it's like well who's not shooting everybody was shooting and it just became you know too many hands in the pie and you know it's it, it's the old too many cooks in the in the kitchen you, know, you yeah. want one or two cooks but anyways it just it just became a mess and that's so he he did he was not one percent better after his second year than after his first year. And that you're supposed to really grow after yeah. your second year. That's the time. Now, are you concerned Tatum, that yeah. Tatum, you know, going into year three for him? Are you Because, con- you know, now when you look at it, they didn't get Anthony Davis and Kyrie is gone, and we'll get to the other departures yeah. too. Yeah. But, you know, now Tatum's kind of the face of the franchise for whatever that's worth. And, I mean, can you see him getting back to something closer yeah. to his year one levels? or Because he's still kind of splitting time with Hayward out there. Uh, you know, they both kind of play similar well, positions, even though it's, I know, positionless basketball if you – Yeah, but Tatum, it's (laughs) going to change a bit because we're really small now. And Tatum's going to be like the second biggest guy on the court a lot more often this year. 
you know. Meaning the, he might arguably be playing more of the four than correct, the three. Okay. Correct. Because, you know, last year or the last couple of years, it's been, you know, Tice or Baines at the five and Horford at the four and him at the three. And other times, you know, you know, those three guys would, would play a lot. You know, you know, the two white guys would, uh, the vanilla shakes. <laughs> the vanilla yeah. shakes is yeah. someone I heard call yeah, them. Okay. You know, they would, they'd kind of split duty. Horford would play a lot. Um, Marcus Morris would play a lot of four. So Tatum played a lot of three, but now those guys are all gone. Yeah. So, and we, not, we might be bringing Tice back or might not, but imagine if Tice doesn't come back, our four biggest guys are gone. So right. someone's going to play. I know we got Cantor, but um, so he's going to, I'm not to answer your question. No, I'm not. Cause I just think he's just going to play more and he's going to, okay. you know, be the, the bird that can fly now, you know, and, and Brown will play more. Like it's gonna go. It's gonna revert back to mm. what it was. So, and instead of having Terry Rozier, it's gonna be Kemba Walker. So yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about that. I uh, hope uh, hope you're listening, enjoying the uh, the Toddcast here. Todd Bloniers along with Dave Fluitt, a uh, couple of uh, regulars here for the Timeout TV yep. show, bringing it to the bringing it here to the Toddcast. And so, okay, let's let's kind of look at the whole picture now. Uh, you know, you know, here's what the, they had. We we know. We've gone through the dysfunction and who got the blame, and there were many layers of blame to go around. And hopefully, Brad Stevens has learned. Uh, you know, going into this year now, life without Kyrie will probably be infinitely easier from a coaching aspect for him. But you know, Kyrie, the player. I mean, Kyrie is an immense talent from the neck down. I mean, he's yeah. and he's and that's the part the Celtics are going to miss with him. Uh, you know, so they lost Kyrie. They lost Al Horford too, which was a little bit of a surprise mm-hmm. when you know the news came down that he was going to opt out of of his deal. He had the opt out, he had that option, and I don't think a lot of us thought he was going to necessarily do it. Not only does he leave, but he ends up going to you know one of your rivals, one of the teams yeah. you're, you're you're fighting with here yep. uh, in the uh, in the Eastern Conference, the Seventy Sixers, and. You know, the other thing is, too, I mean, the one guy on the 76ers you always had trouble defending was Joel Embiid, and the guy who did it best is Horford, right. and now he's joined him. And right. so, uh, and I think, now I heard some, is part of the reason I think he may have left was um, he was kind of sick of playing the playing center, and he knew if he, you know, I don't know how long Philly was, was a, a suitor for him, but... Yeah. Did he look at that and just say, this is a good opportunity for me because now I'll probably be playing a lot more of the four, assuming Embiid stays healthy, yeah. which I know is an yeah. if there. But, you know, is that some of the rationale? Or did he look at the picture once Kyrie left? You know, because once they brought in Kem, uh, Kemba Walker and once they signed him, it kind of felt like, well, maybe there was a possibility he might want to come back. But I don't know. What's uh, what's your thoughts on that? I think it's a couple things. I think, I think, he, I think the main thing was – the Celtics I heard the Celtics went three years was the most that they were going to go and if someone's going to offer you four at 109 or say three at 80 and the and the and your whatever team you go on is going to be the better team I mean Horford's that good I mean he's a good player solid B Um, why not take the four at 109 why not and he knows like he knows what's in Philly like it's Embiid it's him it's uh Tobias Harris but no Butler now because he's gone yeah and it's, no JJ Redick yeah sharpshooter yeah. off the bench well they well their team too that they have they have you know they they have like eight guys maybe but they but they have a solid five they 
in the sign and trade they got Josh Richardson, who's just he's a good player. Like he's he'll start for them. He's good. Um, but that's a pretty formidable starting lineup. Their bench will be kind of weak, but that's kind of the NBA now. Like these free agents move around so much that that's it. Then it it hurts the depth, which yeah. is which is how it's supposed to be. It's it's more socialistic. How's yeah, that? Yep, Does that make right. sense? Yeah, sure. Because the, no, the free right. agents are going right. where the money is. Yeah. And they're just spreading themselves thin, which is which is the way it should be. And this goes back to my one-year dynasty theory. Now this is the future yeah. of the NBA. Yeah. You know, everyone's well, going to be great for one year, and well, well, they're going to be has, great like for those said, windows. Se- right. Several teams are going to have chances. Yeah. Like now. everyone, like like the Nets, the Nets won't be that good next year. They'll maybe win forty games, maybe. But they signed uh, 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 both guys to four years or both guys to five years. Both uh, KD and Curry. I think I have it written. Yes, down they somewhere. both got They're four. Both four. So, so really, they have a three-year window. Well, yeah. Because this next year won't be anything. So, anyways, they they now have a. They, well, right now they have a four-year window. Okay, let's just call it a four-year sure. window. So they have four years to do whatever, whatever damage they're going to do. Well, right, and there's another uh, – let me get – okay, we'll sidetrack off to Brooklyn here since you brought them up. Um, first of all, it amazes me, and this is another thing I think as Celtics fans, it's kind of a, a kick in the uh, lower region. The cubes. But, uh, Can we say that, kick in <laughs> the cubes? Cubes? Okay, kick sure, the cubes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Kick in the cubes. Okay, that's yeah. good. All right. Copyright Dave Fluid. I like yes. that one. Kick in the cubes. TM. All right. Okay. Um so it only took them seven years after you know they basically traded away their their future franchise for you know all those draft picks coming to the Celtics when we we gave them an aging Garnett and an aging yeah. Pierce who weren't going to yeah. do anything for them and somehow Danny Ainge snookered uh, the Nets into making that deal and we got all those picks and I I think the Celtics still have like that Memphis pick is still yeah. like the remnants from that that Brooklyn yeah. deal so yeah. uh, you know and now. You know, you lose Kyrie, he goes to Brooklyn, and he brings Durant with him. But, you know, my, my first thought on that is, wow, boy, Brooklyn is going to be good. But then I, I kind of stepped back for a second. I realized, okay, like you like you just said, it's not a four-year window. It's going to be a three-year window because, yeah. you know, obviously Durant's – he's going to be out all next year. Right. And – for Kyrie, who apparently was having trouble functioning in a Celtics environment with good, good young, good young, young, young players, where he had to be their leader, I'm not sure the current cast of Brooklyn Nets without Durant there is going to be any better than the Celtics team he was with this past year. Why suddenly do we think that Kyrie, who's now sort of burned bridges with two different franchises, yeah. is going to suddenly go to Brooklyn and be happy there because he? chose them I suppose I mean I suppose you could the one argument in, in Kyrie's favor would be unlike the other two franchises he chose this franchise he wanted to go there mm-hmm. and, and you know that's fine I know it's close to home and all that for him but I don't know I why do I not think this is a slam dunk that the Nets and and then the other part of it is what is Durant everyone thinks Durant well okay you know he's older but he'll come back from the Achilles because he doesn't need his legs as much as other players who've had this kind of injury do I don't know. Am I the only one not thinking that it's a total slam dunk that the Nets are suddenly, you know, because I was here right after this happened. Oh, they're the beasts of the East. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, it'll be at least a year before they get a chance to be the beasts of the East. And even then, I'm not so sure it's going to happen. Kyrie might have, you know, self-immolated himself before <laughs> Durant right. even comes back to play again. Right, right. So I don't. So I mean, what do you think? Well, I this is think. this is think about like this is a period of time that's a little strange in the NBA, and I mean it this way. LeBron James, one of the greatest players ever, he's lost a half step 
which he had a step and a half to give, for God's sakes. Mm. I mean, he was blessed with the greatest body. So now NBA he's just back to everybody have. else's level. No, he's still <laughs> above. Oh, he's, he's still, still above. Yeah. Okay, by half he a can step still there, do right, some right, stuff. Right. So, right. so he's still there, but he's not who he is. He doesn't play defense during the regular season. That's mm. big. Um, and when you when your team doesn't make the playoffs, then I guess you don't play defense the whole season. Right, right, right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Which was the Lakers this year. So, right, you know, and then, then you have and let's let's talk to, about Kyrie Irving. I I wish the C stayed with the Celtics, even though he's an idiot and so on and so forth. But he's got a chronic knee problem, and he's twenty six. He's had yeah. a chronic knee problem for five years, four or five years. So, you know, does that a year from now does that flare up a little bit? Yeah, that's a great point. Durant, too. Right, Durant will be fine, but he might not be Durant at a hundred percent. So, what if he's at ninety percent? His big thing—he's an awesome shooter. He is an awesome shooter, but. What really he's probably best at, he's 6'11". That's the second best thing he's great at. The third best thing is he can dribble the ball very well. Almost as good as – he's not quick, but he doesn't have to be 6'11". He's being guarded by 6'8", 6'9", 6'10 guys. He's quicker than all of them. So he can shoot lights out from anywhere. He's 6'11", with a 7'1 wingspan, and he can dribble around most guys. That's pretty good. But if he's lost half a step, maybe he can't quite get around anybody, you know, as much as, you know, maybe the quicker guys are, aren't going to, he's not going to be able to get around to. So now maybe he just becomes more of a, just a shooter, you know, just to, so that might take a little bit away from his game. You know, I'm just, you know, yeah, no, kind of, so that's at, legit. If, if I'm New Jersey, or I call him New Jersey, if I'm Brooklyn, fine, yeah. I would have done what they did. I, I don't but think they don't have Ky- Kyrie and Durant would have gone there if they were yeah, still right, in New Jersey. Right. They but, were on yeah, exit 16. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but I don't, you know, it's not a slam dunk that they're both going to be at 100% of who they are or who they were or who they are, I guess. Mm. So that's not a slam So there, there's some, you know, trepidation. Plus, the Nets last year were a fun, happy team. Like, they were almost college-like. Like, they were like... Winning games that they shouldn't have, running around like crazed mm-hmm. people, winning at the buzzer because they were young kids yeah. that were coming into their own like some team yeah. that, that mm. you know plays on Causeway Street. Yeah, and then Kyrie kind of got reimbursed right. into that group of so, young happy kids, right. and suddenly they all turned. So what? So I'm assuming he's a holes. <laughs> right. I'm gonna assume he's gonna be less a holeish. Okay. He has to be. Yeah. He he can't be. Plus, he's not going to be the dude anymore. It's going to be KD's team. You know what I mean? Like, like he he's going to be he's going to be Robin. He's not yeah. Batman. He yeah, thought but, he was Batman no, I know. on the Celtics. Right. And like, it's my team. These NBA players. It's my team. No, it's your team. It's my team. It's like it took Wade and LeBron two years to figure out whose team it was, and it cost them two championships. You know, because right. they were like, oh, it's my team. It's your team. No, but at boss, least for no, another no. year, it is going to be Kyrie's team, though. I mean, he's going to yeah, have but to, he's going to have to play. He's going to have to fill in his bat. He's going to have to fill the bat suit for you know. Yeah, like, remember Alfred used to do that on occasion right. when Batman. Needed that's right. It. That's right. <laughs> So he, I'm thinking of the camp of right, '60s TV right. series. None of the movies, right, of course. Right, that, that never right. happened to the movies. But no, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a honeymoon for them next year. It's not even going to matter. No one cares because all they're ever going to talk. Let's say they go 20 and 62. Everyone's going to be like, "Well, we got KD coming back. Like he's going to be awesome. He's going to make everyone else better. We'll, we'll make the playoffs, mm. and then we'll, you know, okay. So that, that's like a worst case scenario. It's not going to be that way, but. Um, you know, they'll be fine, but there's still trepidation with that team. 
It, it just is. Yeah. I'm, you know, I and like I said, I would have done what they did. I would have signed both those guys to, the, you know, the contracts they got. So well, if for no other reason, it's because by doing that, you prevented your neighbor down the street there in Manhattan, at Madi- who plays their games at uh, Madison Square Garden, the uh, the Knicks, who apparently came out as the yeah. the big big loser yesterday, and. Uh, uh, I guess uh, Charles Dolan had to go to uh, their management team, had to go to their plan B or C, They don't D, have a F. plan. Well, they, they, they signed a, a bunch of guys yesterday, but they were all like right. second-tier players, right. even kind of below what, uh, you know, maybe the uh, the Celtics uh, signed. And I, I guess uh, kind of bringing back now from Kyrie back to the Celtics, I mean, you said it, I kind of admitted to it too. Yeah, Kyrie's a total idiot from, you know, the, the neck up. Yeah. But – we would have taken him back, you know, as uh, you know, and I'm sure maybe, you know, Danny probably would have taken him back too, to mm-hmm. some degree. So you look at what the Celtics did. Okay. They went out and got Kemba Walker and you know, they replaced, they replaced Kyrie and they replaced Horford with Kemba Walker and Enos Cantor. To me, it feels like that's a little bit of a step down at both spots. I mean, not that those guys are bad players, and maybe maybe it's like the sum of the parts here because you get Kyrie, you know, in his toxic energy out, right? And maybe now, right, everything will work again, and Brad will, you know, Coach Brad Stevens will have control again of the team, and you know, also maybe getting Rozier out too, um, you know, and it, uh, you don't have to worry about him. So you you hope everyone's back on board here with this new picture, but I just. You know, I look at – actually, even before that, I just have to – a quick remark on Rozier. I, I still can't believe the money he got. And the Celtics did do him a bit of a good by creating the sign-and-trade, which I think Danny did it, I guess, because he was hoping for yeah. – to. it was going to maybe help benefit the Celtics down right. the road into maybe getting a third team involved in the deal and would have created some more cap space where they could have brought back Horford or mm-hmm. just signed someone who would be looking for a bigger contract than, say, Cantor, who was able to – fit into that little floor yeah. exception or whatever yep. they call it yeah but so so to dovetail off what you just said how many games could this team win if they were all on the same team starting a lineup of horford at center no baines at center horford at power forward morris at small forward Kyrie at guard and rosier at guard how many? Forty-five wins. Fifty w- yeah, wins. Yeah, I would think. Sure, it sounds like a pretty good team. That's a right? pretty good team. That's yeah. what we lost. That's yeah. what the Celtics lost. Now, and then we get Kemba and Keenis Cantor back. Mm. It's, you know, but the hope is that the young guys can grow. I mean, that's that's really what has to happen. But those five guys—that's a that's a lot. Yeah, I know. It, it does. It does feel like a lot. What are your thoughts on Kemba Walker, too, here? I mean, this guy's got a uh, kind of a good story. If you want to go all the way back, uh, you know, there's a connection there with Brad Stevens because Kemba Walker was on the UConn team in 2011 yeah. that knocked out Butler in the championship yeah. game. Uh, Kemba Walker, I was looking at his stats in that game. He was only like 5 of 19 shooting, uh, scored 16 points, but, uh, you know, he he had better games through the, the 2011 tournament yeah. uh, for the for the eventual champion Huskies. You know, now he spent the last seven years in uh, in Charlotte, and uh, you know I'm looking here at his numbers, and obviously the you know last three years he's been an All Star. He's averaging just under 20 points a game. Um, you know, this was guy was the ninth overall pick. Uh, you know, back in 2011 uh, by the uh, Hornets, or I guess they were the Bobcats then, right? But uh, yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I'm looking at it. I mean, there's a lot of good things to like. He had a nice little uh, tribute in the Players Tribune. He paid tribute to uh, 
you know, the, the Hornets, the team he was leaving, and Michael Jordan, who had wonderful words to say about him on draft night. He goes, Kemba, we believe in you. Uh, we expect great things. And he said that kind of set him on his career. And that's the other thing. Kemba Walker's 29, too. Right. Uh, it, it feels like, at least as far as getting some positive energy back, I mean, he's going to give you a lot of things Kyrie isn't, but he also isn't going to give you everything that Kyrie did on the floor. So, like, well, again, so I'm, I'm rambling on. What do you think about Kemba Walker? Do you like – I mean, I guess this is better than than nothing. You know, originally plan A was Kyrie and Anthony Davis. That got squashed. And then plan B was, you know – well, I don't know well, what it was. Well, th- this <laughs> was this was Plan B, but I'm it was sorry. with Horford. You know, like oh, you right. know what well, I mean. Okay, yeah. It was with Horford. That that was the that was the thing. But no, who's also another good kind of locker room presence. Yeah, you know? he's he's a. Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. I haven't seen a lot of you know Bobcat slash Hornet games. You yeah. know, twice a year when the Celtics play him, but. Um, and he would burn he's them good. like last year. In yeah, particular. yeah, it's like, yeah. No, he he's a good pl- like he's a good player. He's well rounded. Mm-hmm. He. He can take the big shot. He can pass. He fits in. It's what Brad Stevens wants. Mm-hmm. If you're open, take the shot. If you're not open, pass it. It's really what it is. Run the system and, you know, get back on defense when we have to play defense. He's a much better defender than Kyrie. Kyrie's defense was pretty weak. Mm-hmm. Kemba Walker's is better. And he, he's just a better all-around player. I don't know how else to say it. He's... You know, I like to think of him as like, a, you know, if there are 30 guys that are in the all-star game, you know, the 15 on each side, right, mm-hmm. for the all-star yeah. game. He, you know, I would rank him like somewhere between 25 and 35 in the NBA, which is not anything to sneeze at. I mean, there's 30 teams. So, like, mm-hmm. he was the best player on Charlotte. Oh, yeah. That makes mm-hmm. sense, you know mm-hmm. what I'm type saying. So, he's also going to a team that, you know, might have, you know, four – of the top 60 players in the NBA, right? You know, I mean, I'm just, you know, assuming Hayward is, is fine. But but anyways, I li- I, to bottom line it, I like the pickup. It's, I would rather have Kyrie if I had to, you know, make a decision, but Campbell Walk is fine. Like, that works for me. And you know what the best part might be about this is that he chose the Celtics, whereas with all these other veteran yeah. players that are all leaving Boston, which once again, you know, if you're starting to look at like around the league and, you know, Boston's getting that reputation back that nobody wants to come here. I mean, this was after Horford signed three yeah. years ago, and it looked like, okay, Horford's going to bring him in. And then all of a sudden you have this mass exodus yeah. with Kyrie and Horford, you know, both leaving and other guys wanting out. So here, here's Kemba Walker. He chooses the Celtics. Could have taken max money to stay in Charlotte, but yeah. also probably wants to get a little bit more, uh, you know, chances to play in the postseason, yeah. which he wasn't doing in yeah. Charlotte. So it's it feels like it's a win-win, and hopefully if Kemba Walker's got friends, as I kind of heard this on the radio, I think, this afternoon, it was, you know, it's like the NBA now is all about if you have friends, uh, you know, you have star players yeah, or good players, and they're friends with other guys, maybe you can get them, you can talk them into coming to your team when, they're, when their contracts are up. Right. They're, they're, I, I told this to my friend uh, about a month ago, because he, he's He's more of a hockey guy, but he likes, you know, he likes basketball and he'll watch the he'll watch the Celtics in the playoffs. And he's like, he goes, "Ah, oh, these guys are idiots." You know, like, cuz the Celtics flamed out. They lost, you know, that's yeah. what their last four games against Milwaukee after winning their first five. Yeah. yeah. And and they weren't good. Like you could just tell that they weren't going to win. Like it was just like, "Ugh." I don't know. Anyways. We caught game one of that Milwaukee series, right. and that was right. their fifth straight playoff win, and they yeah. were looking really good at that point. Yeah. And then it just it, it quickly disintegrated. Right. So, 
uh, I just said to him, I go, well, I go, you need to look at NBA players like this. If you treat them like adults, they'll always let you down. But if you treat them like children, you'll get what you expect. Like, why? No, seriously. Like, these players get together. That's sort of a backhanded cop. No, it's a, it's a horrible. It's yeah, no, it's, 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 it's their no children. Okay, they're right, children. Yeah. Like, like why, is, why is Kyrie and KD going to the Nets? Why? Why are you doing yeah. that? Kyrie, you're not going to a better place than Boston. That doesn't mean you're not going to win a championship. You're just and not KD going to a And KD had won a couple place. of titles at Golden State. Right. Why is he wanting to leave, too? Because he couldn't get along with uh, knucklehead Westbrook. So he's just like, I'm well, out. Well, I'm no, not, that, I'm that's why he left Oklahoma this. City, but Correct. why did he leave Golden State? I just think because I think the whole world had turned on him because everyone's going to be like, dude, you, have to, you had to go to Golden State to win. You had to go to a great team to go win. You can't win on your own. So he had to go do something. Yeah, but he could have tuned that out with all the money he could have been making, and the Warriors would have gladly, even coming out with the ACL, they would have given him a max deal. Yeah, but the money doesn't matter. It doesn't, doesn't anymore. Matter. It really it, apparently it doesn't because all it these doesn't. players, they're all right. I mean, the whole reason they put doesn't that matter. that bird rule in right. was it was supposed to encourage players to stay with their teams, but now they all want to leave anyway. Yeah, my my new thing. My, I actually thought of this. The, if we just said the most money you can make is $20 million per year per player, that's the most you can do. Mm-hmm. There's no bird rights. There's no nothing. $20 million bucks. that's it. A salary cap. Yeah. Like a, a hard cap right. for players. Right? Would, yeah. right. A hard cap. And there's also a minimum. You don't have to hit 90% yeah. of, the, of the cap, whatever. But just in, just in general, just throwing out there, what would the NBA look like if you could only sign for $20 million? So LeBron's making 20. Everyone's making 20. Chris Middleton would be making 20. Yeah. So, you know, how, like, would you have, if, if. Because you could have more than three of these guys. Correct. Right? You, you could, could have, have like five or six. Okay. It, right. You know what I'm saying? Instead, sure. it's like, because the $20 million is the max, like, money doesn't become an issue. Mm. Now, it's like, people, the money doesn't matter anymore because they're making. What's the difference? What's the difference to any person, any athlete in America who's. 28 years old what's the difference between 180 million or 140 million nothing nothing doesn't matter and that's just one four-year increment you know right now Tatum's making eight million bucks a year for four years so he's gonna have 32 million you know by time he's 23 and now he's gonna go for his first contract so now he gets that five-year 140 million bucks say Right, so he goes five for one forty. So now, at age twenty eight, he's made one hundred and seventy two million. So now on that third contract, which is like what KD's at right now, mm-hmm. does it matter if he signs for one eighty or one forty? Mm-hmm. Nope, doesn't matter. Because he's already made one seventy. <laughs> yeah. So he, right. so it, it's a difference between three hundred million or three hundred and thirty million. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I think I heard Tommy Heinsohn yesterday mention that the most Bill Russell ever made in a single season was a hundred thousand yeah. dollars. Well, Mike probably was the biggest right. salary at the time for well, any NBA player. If but. you remember, and, and people forget this, Larry Bird did not sign his contract. He he goes, I'm sitting out. He goes, I'm worth so much more money. And Red Auerbach acquiesced. He gave him six seventy five, I believe, for like four years. 
So each year it was six seventy five. He sat out like he's just like, nope, I'm worth it. So give so pay me. And I still remember the the press conference because you know how surly our back was. Yeah. He's like, you know, we thought about it. We're gonna give him six seventy. You know, we're gonna we gave him what he wanted. He goes, but in the history of the NBA, no forward has ever dominated this league. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's just like, this might fail. You know, it's on you. And yeah. sure enough, it didn't. He's right. Know, it was one of the greatest players ever. But sure. still, it was only he was only making six seventy five. Now, granted, that changed his life. Right. But eight million changes. Thirty-two million. So Tatum was going to yeah. make thirty-two million, and Bird made, you know, say seven hundred two point eight for his whole career. Well, no, no, for the first four years. Oh, first four years. Like right. Bird, yeah, yeah. two point eight to thirty-two, and like inflation, whatever. Thirty-two million, man. Yeah. Thirty-two million. Even though Bird, Bird's whole career, though, he may have not made thirty-two. I mean, he, his last year because the oh. Bird rights. Were, oh right, right. He okay, made he one the... year eight million bucks. Okay. Yeah. So he he probably made. Well, they named the rule after him. He had to reward right. him somehow. He probably, yeah. He probably made about 45, yeah. 50 million. Wow, look at that. In his whole career. And he's one of the greatest players ever. Yep. And Tatum won't be one of the greatest players ever. No. I, I, I love him. I'm glad they drafted him. I, I called him my buddy. I go, I want this Tatum guy. He's like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. What are you talking about? I go, dude, he's just going to be good. But he'll, he's never going to be awesome. But he'll get a max deal when his time comes up. Chris Middleton did. Like, everyone's getting a, You get a max deal because. Hey, Sacramento, Atlanta, Chicago, someone's going to pay you. Minnesota. Minnesota's paying Wiggins. The guy stinks. But they, ha- they had to make a decision after four years. Do we sign him or not? And they're like, yeah, let's sign him. Waste of money. He should be out of the NBA. Like, he doesn't even like basketball. Like, he, you know what I mean? Like, no, I mean, he's, he doesn't love basketball. That's what I should say. Oh, okay. You know. So, yeah, for $30 billion, you Yeah, know, like, like, you, you want a little bit more than, you know, just showing up. But anyways, yeah, I, I'm, I'm digressing off of something. But um, well, that's okay. But you know, you brought up, you made a great analogy before. Or I guess your friend did you're talking about children. You know, the the NBA is just filled with they act like children. They nowadays. do. Like, you know. I, I'm just trying to think of like big stars. And to me, I don't know. I don't know if you'll agree with this, but I almost feel like Michael Jordan was the last of the the stars who wasn't quite. A diva. I know he had some diva-like qualities, but it felt like, you know, just at least in our lifetimes, it kind of went from, you know, Bird and Magic to, to Jordan. And then after that, I guess it kind of went to Kobe and Shaq, but it felt like the Kobe-Shaq might have marked the beginning of the whole, the me, 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 and less of the whole team thing. I mean, some people might argue, I guess, Jordan started the me, me, you know, away from the team concept, but I think... You know, Jordan, compared to some of these players today, at least seemed to have a desire to win. And I think did kind of, uh, there's a, I think he looked like he cared about his teammates and wanted them to be a part of it or, or something. It just, you know, you just brought up the point now. You've got all these talented players, but they're all just, they're, they're all, a lot of them are head cases. Like, you you know, for example, like as Celtics fans, we want to see Kyrie here, but you got to deal with all the stuff upstairs with him. And it's like, you know, for all that talent, it's like, why, you know, I just feel like nowadays, and this is guys, this is the old guy talking to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why yeah. is it like these kids, these, the ones that are the most talented got the most problems up there? Like they're just, they're, they're head cases or they become toxic personalities. And it's just, you know, you can't find anyone who's like the perfect mold of, of both. You know? Well, just, this is, this is my take on this. Like Michael Jordan was organically grown. He didn't know who he was. He was just, he woke up every day on Michael Jordan, like when he was in high school and then when he was in college and then when he was really young as an NBA player and then he just grew into the greatest player, one of the greatest players ever. Kyrie Irving's like, 
when he was 15, he's like, I want to be like Michael Jordan. Kyrie Irving doesn't want to be the best Kyrie Irving he can be. He wants to be like Michael Jordan because Michael Jordan got the sneaker contract. He's, he was the great player. He won championships. He made a lot of money. He got girls. Everyone respected him. Everyone talked about him. It's this whole thing. And every player is doing that. So they're not themselves. A lot of them aren't. They're, they're, they're trying to be something. Side note, it's the same thing with Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali, it was not an act. Muhammad Ali, I am Muhammad Ali. Yeah. And then everyone did the old, well, I'm going to be like, mm. you know, Muhammad Ali. Because Muhammad Ali, you know, he would say everything. And like he, and he would back he would back it up. It's like, it was Muhammad Ali. You're Derrick Rose. You know, you're, yeah. you're, you're just a good basketball player. Like, just find your way. Don't sit there and say, well, I, you know, I, I demand something. And, and what kills them is a lot of things kill them. Because all these players in high school are the best player in their conference. And they dominate. They get 30 points a night. And they win all the games because they're just awesome. Then they go to college and they play, you know, with better players. Excuse me. Then they go to AAU. And you know how they have super teams in the NBA? All these guys get together? That's what AAU does. Mm. They actually talk and get players together. It used to be like, hey, a team from Kentucky would play in these AAU and they'd fly in, right? Yeah. But they would be like for all from Kentucky or Tennessee or Boston. Now it's like... You get two kids from Texas, two kids from Kentucky, a kid from Boston, a guy from New York, this and that. You get seven guys that are, and they get them together and they fly every weekend to these tournaments. It's like, you're just playing with the best of the best. You're not playing with the best guys from Kentucky or New York. It's like everything is scripted from age 15 on. Then they go to college for six months. Their coach doesn't matter because it's like, you know, Krzyzewski, what are you going to do, bench me? I'm Zion Williams. Okay, bench me. I'll... I'll be in the pros and, and I'll be drafted and mm-hmm. I'll be making $32 million in the next four years, not including my shoe contract. So then they have that. And then they're all of a sudden they're, they're, they're Jason Tatum and, uh, and, and, and Brown. And they now make a run in the playoffs against, you know, they go to the, the Eastern Conference Finals. All they've had is like this awesomeness, greatness. Everything's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then... The next year, Kyrie Irving says, no, I'm going to play more than you. Give me the ball. What? Wait, what do I? Wait, no, 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 no. I'm Jason Tatum. I'm Brown. I'm Terry Rozier. And Kyrie's like, but I'm almost Michael Jordan. And I've been doing this longer than you. So now get like, it's like, wait. Wait, we have a hierarchy on the team? It's like, no. Wait, Couldn't he have yeah. also said, I also helped LeBron win a championship? Well, that's what he was saying, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah was, so you know. it's like, so it's this, it's this, like you said, from the neck down, but a lot of them the same way. They get in their own. They've been brainwashed to some. It, it, it used to be like in high school, you were told you're great. Then you get to college and like all of a sudden, like college kids are much bigger than high school kids. And every, every just normal life. Sports life, everyone's just much bigger in, in college just because you're older and whatever. You've lived more. So, you know, you'd get a little come up, you'd get a little put in your place as a freshman and sophomore. But then when you're the senior, right, yeah. you get to put the – so it's, it's like a oh, of course, it's like yeah. a growing, you know, thing. Whereas now it's like, you know, these great players that go to North Carolina, Kentucky, Duke, it's like, I'm going to be here from October to the end of March. Yeah. That's it. 
and then I'm gone. Mm-hmm. So they don't even really go to classes. They don't, they, you know, do they have alumni weekends that they go back on when they're 40? <laughs> Probably not. I don't no. think so. No, I don't think so. I, well, what's the point? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. So I remember, I remember Kevin Durant watching him play. I used to watch a lot of college basketball then than I do now. Oh, back then, that was, what, 10 years ago, whatever, 12 years ago? Or whatever it was. I, I don't right. know. How many years has KD been doing this? Yeah. Eight years? No, yeah, 10 years. He's like 31, isn't he, or something? So I wow. thought he was 29. But he could be 31. Well, whatever. Or maybe he is, yeah. I think yeah. he's 29. Oh, and all right. So about 10 years. Let's say he's 30. So right. he came out when he was 19. So 12 years ago. Yeah. I just remember KD playing one game. Like, that's it. Mm-hmm. And I believe they lost the game. And But I could tell you all about the Patrick Ewing era. Oh, yeah. Well, me too. You know, the sure, Chris yeah. Mullen era, because there was an era, mm-hmm. whereas... Kevin Durant, you know, went into Kansas once and played yeah. against well, Kansas. Well, Patrick once. Ewing played in three championship games. Right. Enough said right there. Right. In four years. Right. I mean, so their stories, the thing is, these guys, they, it, they're, they're hired guns. It's really, they're hired guns. They're incorporation, they're corporations. Plus, they're making 40, 50 million bucks on shoe deals. Like, there's, it's, that's why money doesn't matter. And the owners are wake, making so much money. They don't care about anything. They're just being like, we just want a good team so that people will come to the come to the arena. We'll get the TV deals. I make my money. You make my money. If we win, that's even better. But if we don't, eh, you know. Okay. So now you brought up uh, Zion Williamson amongst uh, other young yeah. guys now. Uh, amongst your uh, your copious notes there, I mean, did you, like, kind of jot down uh, the Pelicans roster? Yes. Because, you know, they look like they've had a pretty good Oh, uh, no, 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 not the season. Pelicans office. Oh. The, um, the Bobcats. The uh, Oh, okay. No, no, I, well, I was seeing – I'm thinking between Zion Williamson and some other uh, well, deals I think the Pelicans have made, even though they lost they, Davis. Yeah, they, they made well, some – Well, they picked yeah. up Lonzo Ball and, and et al. from the uh, Lakers. Yeah, uh, they, but, like, you know, this is another thing, too. Like, they're going to be fine. Like, I, I don't think they're going to be great. I just think that they're they're in a good spot where they have Zion. I'll always call him Zion because I, for the whole year, I thought his name was Williams. <laughs> I was calling oh. him Williams oh, forever. Okay. Oh, okay. And everyone's like, yeah. no, it's Williamson. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to call him Zion. So he, he'll he be good. And, like, Alonzo Ball's good. Alonzo Ball's good. And uh, Ingram, I don't know what he is. I think mm-hmm. he can be good. I don't – I just don't know. I've seen him play for three years or two – three years, I think. And it's like, I don't know what he is. Like, so – so and, and, and he'll be okay. They just got J.J. Redick, which is a yeah, nice right. nice good veteran. Um, and, they, you know, they have a couple other plays. So they'll be okay. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I okay. would be surprised. But they'll be fun. And, and they, you know, they, they'll, they'll be fine. But, like, it's one of those things, too, like – you listen to sports radio. Everyone's talking about, you know, Zion Williamson's gonna play center and mm-hmm. with this new NBA. I, I'm like, he's six six. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? He might be built like Charles Barkley, but Barkley didn't play center either. Right, you right. Know? Like, like if he can have like, Charles Barkley's career, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. He might not have Charles Barkley's career, and everyone's got him starting center in some. You know, it's like slow weed. Like, yeah. like once again, you gotta grow into who you are. You can't just sit there and say, well, I'm gonna be like Michael Jordan. I'm gonna talk like him. I'm gonna get money. I have a shoe deal. I have the, you know, it's like, well, that's just be, like, be the best you mm. and see where it takes you, you know? And, yeah. and you know, but that's, that's how it always was. But now it's like, 
eh, I don't want to try hard, so I want to go on a super team. You know, it's easier to be on a super team. Yeah, it is. And then, and then when you don't win, you get criticized and you don't like it. And then you leave the super team. Right. In and the case like, of Kevin Durant. Yeah. It's like, I want to go somewhere else. And like Kyrie, oh, Celtics, man, what a what, – it's like, well, you were, you were right in the middle of the problem there, mm-hmm. dude. Like if you literally did not say a word all year and just did nothing and just played the best basketball you could play, it would have been – it would have worked out better. Yeah. Nope, but then you had to open up your mouth and talk and, and this and that and the other thing. And then – and then you had to yell at the media. We blame him. He, at the All-Star break, he tells mm. Kevin Durant, what is it, two open slots or two max spots or something like that. It gets caught on tape, and he denies it. And then he says the media is at fault. Durant denied it too. Right. Yeah, they... And so, no, it, it was accuracy. You got unlucky that some cameraman just happened to see it. It was factual information. If it hadn't been a professional cameraman, it could have just been somebody with their phone, and, and they could have just posted it on on their their Instagram account or whatever. And yeah, yeah then it still would have gotten picked up somewhere. You, yeah. You, so what do you think of that? Like, what do you think of like, uh, the, you know, just everybody's just mo- like, there's no, it's just moving pieces every year. Now, well, yeah, it's like kind of like musical chairs. Yeah, I mean, like you're just kind of shuffling around, and I don't even know who the winners and losers are from from yesterday. To tell you the truth, it feels like you know. Whereas you know, this kind of it felt like the whole super team concept started a little bit with the whole LeBron, D Wade, and uh, Bosch in Miami. Yeah. But now you've got a whole bunch of little like like now this is like multiplied out. It feels like there could you know I don't even know if I would call them super. What's a word less than super? Uh, great <laughs> i don't know <laughs> whatever well whatever you got a bunch of great little teams i mean you got these little duos that are all these little well, batman robin teams that are like forming up you know the the super right. friends of the nba i right. guess or whatever right. or the avengers i don't know <laughs> i guess it'd be the more proper term here in 2019 but uh yeah i don't yeah i don't know i mean uh, like what do i think about what the just the, well with the, the whole concept of this i mean i think it's well, you know, I'll say this. If you're a fan of a team that's not the Lakers or the right. Celtics or something, I think your teams all have a chance now. Whereas, you know, if you look at, like, through our lifetimes, let's see, uh, was the Celtics, the Lakers, and the Sixers through most of the 80s. Then Jordan took over, and it was all the Bulls in the 90s. Uh, sorry, Utah Jazz. You, you kept <laughs> you picked the wrong time to have a great team because yeah. you kept running into Jordan. You know, and then after that, it was Kobe and Shaq in L.A., and they kind of kept it going for a while, and Kobe kind of kept it a little bit by himself. And then, you know, now it just it does, you know, it's, it's amazing. You have 30 teams in the NBA, and a lot of them haven't had a sniff of anything. I mean, this year, the fact we were talking about you know, just watching that Celtics-Milwaukee Bucks series. The Milwaukee Bucks are a threat in right, the Eastern Conference. Right, right, I mean, you know, back when they tried to be a threat in the 70s and 80s, they were running into Julius Irving and Larry Bird and right. McHale and Parrish. It's like, you know, they were just, they, they couldn't get through. They were always the third best team. There's no way that they could get, they got, actually, they got through, I believe they made the finals once. Am I wrong? On that? No, no, not that. They not never those, made not those, those no, the Moncrief. The Mon- no, those once, guys didn't once make uh, it. Al Cinder slash Jabbar left. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. they did not get back okay. to the finals. So they no. never. So they haven't been to the finals since then. Right. They would always win fifty games. Yep. And they could never get by the Celtics. Oh, they beat the Celtics once, but then they lost. Well, yeah, that was in eighty three. But Philly beat them, That's and then right. Philly won the right, whole thing. Right. That was that was the Moses Malone Philly yeah. team again. Yeah. They ran yeah, into right, a bus saw. You know, a team that was just better than them. But that was. But that was. Correct. 
But what happened back then? No, okay. no, yeah, no. Thank you. No, no. <laughs> I, just, Wait, I, I actually would corrected no. myself. I, I'm oh, like, I, I was okay. like having oh, this internal. You're having an autocorrect right. in case. Like the, the, the thing that's different now is, is that the NBA players right now are way better athletes. And the main thing is, is because they have the history of what not to do. Like the 70s and, and uh, uh, you know, up to maybe like, well, the 70s. The players thought that having cocaine was, was you know, just part of living. Mm, well. Like, it was it was not good. It was not okay. good. David Thompson. Anyways, but then Bird and Magic came in and said, like, well, we're just going to play. Like, you guys can do whatever you want, but we're just going to play basketball. Well, the 80s were filled with drug drafts, though. I mean, guys, oh, you know, correct. A well, it, it, it was starting to get weeded out. But it, and, but, of course, we can't around here. I mean, you, you say that, you say the C word, and the first thought is Len Bias. Right, right. Who I know was supposedly not someone who was regularly dabbling in that, but he was just the unfortunate person who got the wrong stuff at the wrong time, you know, whatever. Yeah. And uh, but, but it was rampant before Bird and Magic came, and then it slowly, like, you know, Lynn Bias had to die, and who's the guy at the Golden State, the big seven-footer, the big oaf? He, Washburn. Washburn, yeah. Washburn. Just, and anyway, so... I was going to say Gary Washburn, so, but he's the beat writer yeah, for the Celtics. It's different were, Washburn. Right, right, whatever. It's, right. Hopefully they're not related. Right. I, so, <laughs> but, but it was more like Hunt and Peck. There's almost like mm-hmm. little, you know, maybe ten dudes or... But it was just slowing down, and then finally... So now it's like, well, we just want athletes. Now, now it's just, now they're all great athletes. A lot of them can handle the basketball. You know, six like T- Jason Tatum would have been a power forward in. Well, how about you the know, fact I'm in the seventies? Well, how about the fact I'm reading about centers nowadays can't just be shot blockers. They just they can't be just rebounders. They got to be able to hit some threes because that's part yeah. of the new NBA. You know, yeah. again that another. No, why can't they just get? Why can't they grab the rebounds for the guys to shoot the threes? Rebound, how kick about, it back out, and let them shoot. Like why? About, did, why do they have to be out of the how line? How about this? I I heard uh, Colin Coward. I listen to him sometimes. Oh yeah, he I, said he hates Westbrook, and I, I'm with him. Like I don't, well, I don't like Westbrook. That's okay. I, I don't like him. But. So <laughs> he yeah. <laughs> no, he's a hard dude to like, man. Yeah, I like know, he just he is. is. Yeah. I actually so, met him once at a kind of a seminar thing. Oh, really? He's ta- well, he's kind of talking about how to make a career in sports broadcasting. But it's yeah. Just, oh, oh, oh! I thought you were talking about Westbrook. Oh at no, first. no, well, right, I, I right. never met Westbrook. Right, no, so I was Coward. talking about yeah, Colin Cowpie. Cow yeah. I mean, or whatever. So, <laughs> but anyways, he he said this about yeah. Westbrook. He goes, you know, everyone he gets he's averaged a triple double two years in a row, and that's great. He said, but there are times that he's going to get the rebound. And how about let the big men get the rebound and give it to you out by the, you know, top of the key, mm. and then you go start a fast break? Like, why are you focusing on rebounding? Well, yeah. he's focusing on it because he wants to get a triple-double. You know, like, right. like yeah. you know me, what I mean? Me, me, me. Yeah. Right, and the, but that's what, that's what, like, basketball was, you know, played where everybody had a role. Everyone was really a role player. Mm. You would just uh, depended how good you were. You know, like centers would block yeah. shots, protect the rim, and get rebounds, and you know, hit little hook shots and whatnot. But any, you know, point guards would bring the ball up, find the open man, make get good passes, don't turn the ball over, and you know, shooters would shoot and so on and so forth. But yeah. nowadays, it's like everybody can do everything. You know, most guys can dribble. You know, most guys can rebound. Like, you know, how great of an athlete was Larry Bird? Mm. Who knows? Like, I don't know. He's skillful, yeah. but he wasn't athletic. 
But now you can just watch any college game, most pros games. It's like everybody's athletic. Most most of the guys are athletic. You know, Scott Wedman was not athletic. Uh, you know, Robert Parrish was not really athletic. Robert Parrish, if you remember, if if he got the rebound, he'd pass it out and just kind of like watch because the Celtics always fast mm. broke. So yeah. If, if that's yeah. if he didn't get the rebound, <laughs> he would yeah. zip down the center of the court. Or if the other team scored, he would just run as hard as he could down the center of the court. And if the center was the other team center was kind of lollygagging, they'd yeah. try and throw him on a thing. But he wasn't athletic. Mm. Wasn't fast. Didn't jump high. He's, you know. Anyways, but nowadays, you know, I'm going on a note here. B, who's, okay. who's our boy that we were talking about before this? Uh, Bismarck Biombo. <laughs> okay? He's not that good, but he's a much better athlete than Robert Parrish because he came to the game 30 years later, mm-hmm. and now the, the game's evolved into you can just be a seven-foot you know, you can be athletic as a seven-footer as opposed to just being, like, a big dude on, the, you know, in high school and college and whatever. So, by the way, if you are out there listening to the Toddcast, uh, first of all, thank you for listening. We always appreciate it. And if you follow us on Twitter, that's at TOSTBMC. I would like you to tell me who Bismarck Biambi is or was and who he played for. You can't answer that. So don't, don't give away the answer. I want to see if there's anyone out there. I actually just want to get a response on the Twitter feed is more than anything. But uh, if you remember Bismarck Biambi, because I don't think he has a Twitter account. I don't think he's on social media. So, uh, but... Uh, yeah, that that that's a good name to pull right. out of the you know. Right. So I mean, I could pull out an Eric Fernstein or a Terry Durai right. maybe or a David Thirdkill. Oh, that's awesome, David Thirdkill. That's a great who name. who has a ring by the way. He was on the '86 yeah. Celtics. Yeah. I mean, he was like the 11th or 12th guy, yeah. but he was you know. I remember I, I thought a, he I had was a poster of that team, and he was yeah he was like one of the last guys. He, they but they highlighted all 12 guys on the team with like individual shots, I and they mean, had him. He was on that team. I remember going somewhere in Boston. You know, it was one of those things, you know, I was in my 20s or something, twenty, maybe 30s, who knows, early 30s. I know. Don't you hate those decades all sort of kind of blur, know. blur together I know. now? I know. So like, I hate it. we went out, and then we were going to some pizza joint to grab some pizza. Oh, the we Celtics, Celtics no, no. players? Or? No, no, me and my friends. Before oh, I'm we so, home. okay, all right. And we were just sitting there. We ordered our pizza, right. and I look on the wall. And it's like the 1986, it's like this poster of the Celtics. Probably the and, same poster I had. And all it has is their faces. It Th- just has this their was faces. Like a full, yeah, this, was, this one had full body shots Oh, it was. Player, but, and, I just, and we were like, you know, oh, Quinn Buckner. Oh, yeah, David. Right, Thir- yeah. like, and it's like, and I just remember that. It's like, holy cow. I mean, that's 30 years ago. <laughs> that was 30 years ago. You know, at least, mm. you know, whatever. But... Carlos Clark, I think he was on the '81 team that uh, won. He was oh. he was literally the 12th man, and I think he played two games that year. He, yes. he li- never he like was bolted to the bench. Yeah, he would, you know, right? right. <laughs> He's like Carlisle, Rick Carlisle. Rick he was on the '86 Celtics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a great team. Mm. Hey, back to the Celtics here. Yeah. I did want to get your thoughts on. Uh, I said we'd talk a little bit about the draft picks too. Um, you know, if you watch the uh, NCAA tournament this year, you're probably familiar with the guys that the Celtics uh, were able to draft. And, you know, Danny Ainge was actually able to pick up an extra pick with some maneuvering he did on draft yeah. night. Um, 
Actually, before we get into draft picks, what's your thought on the NBA having the draft before free agency starts? Because it feels like, because sometimes you have teams that are drafting players who they're really not drafting for themselves. They're drafting because they're going to make a swap once we get to, like, right. yesterday. Right. Or, or, or today's the official day or whatever. But, uh, you know, I don't know. Would it make more sense to have the free agency start first and then have the draft? Because, I don't know, would it make deals more yes. interesting on draft night or yes it, it makes more sense because in free agency you know what you got and what you didn't get okay which allows you to decide okay oh my god like like let's let's take the celtics for example yeah. we don't really have big men so well i shouldn't say that we're smaller now than we were oh before yeah free no, agency I, think, started. I think that's safe to say so what if going into the draft we say, oh my God, we don't, we don't, we need a big man. We really need it. We just need a big man. So maybe they make a trade or two to get a center in the draft or a big guy in the draft, as opposed to what they did. Because what they did was they just took the best players available, or, or who they thought was available, mm. and that's what they did. So now, you know, they didn't really take care of any needs because they didn't know what their needs were. Yeah. You know. So. Um, you know, did we I, – we knew that Horford wasn't going to sign, right? Did we know Horford before uh, the draft? I don't think so. No, I, I – Okay, so – so, I don't – maybe Horford I, opted out right around that time or he was going to – or he announced he was opting out, but I think that the Celtics still thought they were going to be able to get right. him. I don't think he had declared that he wasn't coming back to Boston yet. Right. So think about that. Like, what if – what if we thought he was coming back, right? And so it's so – Danny's saying, well, I don't need a big man this year. They're not really, you know, I'm not going to force my hand grabbing a big man. I'm going to just get these guys. Then all of a sudden, Orford's like, yeah, I'm not going to be signing with you. I'm going to go to, you know, Philly. See you later. Mm. You know, it's like, whoa. Like, wait a minute. And then. Uh, and they had already traded Baines, yeah. too. So yeah. right now you're talking, you know, Robert. Well, well they Williams. traded Baines because. Well, that was to free up some cap space, yeah. too, for Davis. Right. And then right. I think the Davis thing happened the weekend. I think the trade with Davis happened the weekend right after the draft, right? I think the draft was like on a yeah. Thursday. Yeah. And then that weekend, yeah, it was that weekend that the Lakers and the Pelicans yeah. made the trade. Right. So up to that point, see, Ainge still thinks he's got Davis in his in his hip pocket or, or yeah. at least thinks he can make a play for him and is going to try to do that. And that's so you've got the draft, and he's still, you know, Ainge's still thinking Davis, and that's the yeah. direction maybe keep Kyrie too. So now. You know, what are you going? You're just going to pick best athletes here on the draft because, well, you just think these guys are going to maybe fill out the back of your yeah. bench. So and it, I, I agree. I think it's a mistake. What, like, I just think it should be free agency first. Yeah, like the NFL. I what mean, about that you? Seems to, I, I think. Well, the NFL seems to have it right. You have you go out there and you figure out what you want to do in free agency, and then you've got the draft. Like, what a month or two yeah. later. I mean, it feels like it makes. It, it, for some reason, it seems to work in football. I don't know why it wouldn't work that way in basketball. I mean, you have similar kind of caps. and Well, because and, they would – yeah, they could do it because then they, they, they would have to have the, you know, draft like what's today. July first, like yeah. Saturday or Friday or Saturday, they'd have to have the. So draft. in other words, that, that's the latest they could have it. Well, that's the other right. Because then you want to go into summer camp. Yeah, that's the only doubt, right? I guess maybe it's, it's a timing thing. It's because hard because football seems to have a longer season, off season. The season ends late June. Yeah, and 
Well, that goes back to the – I heard rumors that the NBA is thinking of tinkering with the schedule. Oh, they definitely should. They want to reduce games, but they also want to do something – I guess I heard this over the weekend. They might want to put in some kind of midseason tournament. If, if, I don't the, if know that happens, I might not watch. Yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't because I don't know what would be the point. It's actually something Bill Simmons had been talking about for years. Because yeah. they do something in soccer – in, in uh, European soccer, where they have like a, a midseason tournament or something. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. Right. How about this? Just have less games and make the players play. Because you know mm-hmm. what's going to ha- start happening next year? Is players are going to start playing 65 games. You know, the, the load well, this management is why they want to reduce the in. schedule. Right. They're thinking, well, if we right. cut the schedule down to maybe sixty-five regular season games, then maybe these guys will play all the right. games, and they won't right. want to. They won't sit out or, right. or whatever. Look who sat out the most this year: um, uh, Kyrie Leonard, Kawhi Leonard, and he did because he was just like, "Nope, I'm not going to play today." Well, and, that rest seemed know. to pay off for him right. <laughs> and, so, his, and so the Raptors because <laughs> the regular season, like what, what regular like. Let's take Milwaukee and Toronto. Who had a better record? Milwaukee? Yes. Yeah. So how did that help them? Like they like they went straight out. Because Milwaukee went up 2-0. Remember? They, they won yeah, the first two right. at home. That's right. So so they went out like most. They and and remember, they were also within a double overtime of going yeah. up 3-0 on I know. Toronto. I know. I mean. So so they played the regular season straight up. Toronto's yeah. like, I'm just going to rest today. Mm-hmm. And Toronto won. So well, like, you, know you know what I mean? You know so, what the Bucks must have been thinking though, because up until like this year, maybe even last year, it felt like, well, that was the weird thing. I think we brought this up on on the TV show. You know, the this year, well, I mean, the rap, you know, the NBA Finals, five of the there were five yeah. games, yeah, five games, and they were all won by the no one of the last four. There were five out of the six games were won by road. That's teams. right. There were six games, right? right. Six, five of the six were won by the road team. But that's yeah. unusual in the NBA, where that's usually home court advantage is huge in the NBA, it, which is probably why the Bucks were fighting for that number one seed. Not that it yes, did them a, correct, but not that it did, did them a damn right. bit of good in the end. But right. you know, it's uh, so it's, it's hard. It's it's I don't know. Like it's just hard. Yeah. Okay. That's why I, right. I'm saying 68 games. Go to 68. You wouldn't have that to have. That feels any, like a good number. You, you, you kind of wouldn't have to have any back-to-backs, but then again, it's going to be less money, right? And that's the biggest obstacle because you then know? you're going to, yeah. I mean, the the owners are going to get less money at the gate. The players are going to have to take less money because they're going to have to prorate de- contracts. Yeah, it's probably never going to happen. Uh, it's just, but well, but, if they do put it in, they, I think they would have to put it in like start it three or four years down the road, mm-hmm. so they could. I don't think yeah. they're not going to prorate. There's well, no way. yeah, I the guess players not. just say nope, right? You know. So, I didn't mean to digress there, though. What were you? So uh, back to the Celtics draft. (laughs) I'm one of the best digressors I know. So, well, you you and I both. Then, I mean, we're kind of in double digression. But you know, I I, so these guys, you know, they you saw a lot of them during the tournament. I mean, the draft. So before they they get Kemba Walker, I mean, well, we'll start start at the beginning. A Romeo Langford. I mean, I guess he's. you know, a guy who can shoot, which they certainly could use a little bit more of, I guess. And a guy with a seven foot wingspan, um, you know, he can get he gets to the foul line. So I mean, there seems to be some good qualities there. Uh, some people were comparing a little bit to maybe Avery Bradley in that he, you know, may not, you know, it may take him a while to develop into a, a really good NBA player, but give him a couple of years. I mean. You know, then the guy, the, the the second pick they got, Grant Williams. I don't know why, but the way they were talking about him, I kept thinking of Ryan Gomes in my head. Uh, you know, a, a kind of a, a big, 
you know, they're, they're saying between him and Semi Ojale, they're going to battle for strong yeah. man in the NBA. But, but it also made me think of Ryan Gomes because Gomes was kind of a short, stout guy who came in with, you know, it's like we all wanted to root for him because he was the local kid, but right. nobody thought he was going to be that good. And right. He turned into a, a very serviceable player, and, you know, this kid, Grant Williams, they seem to be thinking that way of him too. Uh, Carson Edwards and, and then Tremont Waters, a couple of point guards. You know, Danny picks them up before he goes out and signs Kemba Walker, so I don't know where they fit in anymore. But what do you think of these four guys? I mean, what's your your general impression on Do you think any of them could make an impact uh, with the Celtics, either short or long term? Yeah, well, I don't know about long term i just don't like yeah. i don't know it's hard <laughs> like the nba strains but anyway short like these pl- Had, I, well let, let me just do it in this way you watched the tournament this year right yeah you like i I, guys, I know okay. these guys yeah like yeah. they're they're great i think for what uh brad stevens does these guys are very good mm-hmm. for it he works better with the young guys and smaller guys which is what these guys are like grant williams is only six seven yeah, but he has a six eleven wingspan. Right, like he plays a little bit bigger than what he is. Like he's he's it's the new thing now. Why can't he play power forward at six seven two forty? Like why can't he? Of course he can. You mm. know, like like nobody's big anymore. There's no, you know, even like uh, the Greek freak. He's six eleven seven feet, but he's skinnyish. Like he's not. He's not Moses Malone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's not going to run anybody over. Right. That's why Ojale can kind of hang with. But I just see Grant Williams kind of like he, he can fit. And then he's, once again, if he can shoot the three, he can yeah. then, pull, you know, the whole, the, he, he can just, it's hard to, if you don't shoot the three well in Brad Stevens' offense, it's hard to succeed. If you don't shoot the three well in the NBA, it's kind right, of hard. Right, now, in, in right. today's NBA, it's hard to right. succeed. Because yeah. if you can shoot the three, then everything else feeds off of it. You can dribble yeah. by a guy a lot easier. Um, but I like the, I just think they fit in what Brad Stevens wants to do. So I, okay. I actually do like the picks um, uh, that they had that they got, and uh, you know they're actually athletic. But then again, but when you look back at like. Their team, like Ojale, Yabaselli, uh, they got Rob Williams. Is it Rob Williams, the guy they got last year? The yeah, time Robert Lord? Williams, the time Lord. Yeah. Yep. So, like, those three guys are athletic and strong. Mm. Like, these guys are the same thing, kind of. You know, Carson uh, William, uh, Carson Edwards is a little smaller, right? Um, uh, yeah, he, yeah, he's six, a small guy, Yeah, right? six feet. Yeah. 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 So, so, and he can shoot very well. Like, well, yeah. Kemba Walker's only 6'1". Yeah. yeah he's a, so, what do you think of all – what do you think of the, the draft? Well, you know, not remembering that much of, of what I mean, I watched, you know, I did watch some of the tournament this year, and I don't remember these guys that much. I mean, everyone seemed to be gushing on Grant Williams like he might be something. And as I said, the way they were talking about him, I just had a flashback to Ryan Gomes, and I remember Gomes being a pretty good little player yeah. in his day for, for those Celtics teams. Yeah. And, and if Williams can be that, like a good role player, and, you know, but maybe he can be something better. I mean, he's probably, I don't know if Gomes was 6'7", actually. Now, he might have been more like 6'5". So, I mean, this guy's got more of a wingspan. There's there's potential there. Uh, you know, Langford, boy, I'd love him to be the shooter that they're projecting him to be. I mean, they need someone you know that's what the, that's the other thing it seems like the Celtics were missing at times this past year was just a guy they could count on to make a big shot in the clutch i know they were always depending on Kyrie to do that and uh you know whether he you know he missed a little time during the season yeah. uh, with injuries but then just and then at the end when you really needed him to you know when he said he was going to he didn't but uh the other thing that the Celtics did i guess right after the draft uh, kind of lost but 
I, I was kind of excited about this in a way, mildly excited, I should say, because I had watched this guy play in the tournament this year, uh, Taco Fall, who, yeah, like, my friends right. my friends got me hooked on him just because he had this funny name, and I first thought it was spelled right. like Taco, T-A-C-O, but there's actually a K. Right. There's a K in there. It's T-A-C-K-O Fall. That's right. I but he's about seven him. foot six. And you know what? Unlike Manute Bull or Bull Bull, his son now who got drafted this year, yep. uh, Taco looks he's got a little bit more meat on his bones. Like, he's not a total stick figure like, yeah. like the Bull family and i i mean i totally get he's a project but i mean i don't know maybe with stevens's coaching it, i wouldn't it be something if they could somehow get something out of fall i guess he's going to be part of the summer league team and uh by the way for those of you who follow celtics or follow nba summer league uh it starts uh july 6th celtics are going to be playing uh, four games between july 6th and 11th and you're going to get to see all of the uh the draft picks and taco fall and uh, I guess Mark Max Strauss was also signed. He was a, a DePaul wing who was also signed. And yeah, and Robert Williams is going to be on the summer league team apparently too. Yeah. So you'll see you'll see more of him. Actually, I guess it's going to be a pretty entertaining summer league team. I don't know compared to others, but uh, you know, I, I feel like even though they got Kemba Walker and they they went out and, and signed Cancer today, it does feel like the Celtics took kind of a step back overall oh, yeah. from where they are. I mean, you know, they're certainly not in that same championship conversation they've been in the last couple of years with that, you know, that Horford, uh, Irving, Hayward window, which is, uh, you know, at least two-thirds close. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you we're kind of taking a step back here, and it's get more pieces by Ainge. He's assembled the pieces, right. and they might be good, right. but right. Where, where are they going from here? I don't yeah. Know. Well, no, it's, it's – it's, I mean – we should either have the team we had last year and be vying for championships or have traded, you know, Tatum and Ford number ones for Anthony Davis. That was mm. the plan. Mm. That, that was plan A and plan B. And who knows, with, with, you know, if you believe everything with, with Davis, say they trade Tatum and four ones and then... Davis, just like his agent proclaimed, he's going to be gone in a year. So you had him for this. You'll have him for this coming season, but then he's gone. If they don't win it all this year, you know and that. And I think we're now we're running into. Well, look how it worked with Kawhi Leonard. I mean, you know, the Raptors took a big chance, and you got to give the Raptors management team a lot of credit because there were no guarantees there. And in fact, uh, I think I mentioned this on on the TV show last month that. You know, frankly, Kawhi, you know, was a little bit of, he was just kind of a head case himself coming, you know, off his injuries in San Antonio, and they, they brought him in, and, you know, everyone figured he was just going to be in Toronto for a year. And at time at the time we're doing this this podcast, we still don't know. Yeah. I mean, he might he might stay in Toronto, but all likelihood he's probably headed to L.A. So they, they take the chance with, with Leonard, and it pays off. They win a championship, and I, I wonder if other teams, you know, it's a co- every sport league is copycat. You know, everyone looks at that yeah. and says, I think Danny must have been thinking that, hey, I don't care if, if AD's agent says I only get him for one year. Let's go for it. Let's go all in for next year. Okay, so say they trade Dave, uh, Tatum and four ones. They get Davis, somehow convince Kyrie to stick around. But then next year, they don't win at all. And then Davis leaves, and Kyrie's probably, well, I guess. Well, we would have resigned. We would have given him an right. extension. Yeah, well, then he'd be really miserable if he, if you let AD walk. And, uh, you know, you can imagine <laughs> you'd want to get rid of uh, Kyrie at that right. point. Yeah, but uh, I, I don't know if you did all that, and then you'd, you'd be in worse shape than you are now, I guess. I mean, at least here you've got some reason to be optimistic. You wouldn't have any reason a year from now if you had nothing, mm-hmm. you know, right? I mean, is that. 
Well, yeah, but we could have won a couple of championships too. Well, one. You'd have a one-year window well, we with Davis. Well, we could have won one this year. Oh, well. Pre-Davis. Yeah, well, that's... Like, but well, that, that's if Kyrie had well, been on the... Right, well, that's been, the whole... Right, the whole... It's... it's. Yeah. We're trying to retell a story. Well, we're trying to, t- <laughs> we're, we're trying to tell the story that we yeah. believed. Yeah. It's like an Aesop fable, like, but, but we're creating it. We, we created it, but it never <laughs> existed, yeah. right? Because we knew what Ainge's plan was. He was going to – he kept assembling players and getting better players mm. and better players and better players, and then we're going to trade them all in one big trade for Anthony Davis because we're going to have Hayward, who's great, Kyrie Irving, who's great, signed, signed. Mm-hmm. We're going to have Brown on the come, Terry Rozier, smart, and Anthony Davis going to be like, I'll play with you guys. Oh, we're going to win a championship? I'll resign with you guys. Yeah. Like that, like that. That was the whole. That was the. That was the story. Yeah. That was that was uh, Aesop's fable. There you go. Whatever. Only it just it never it just never had a chance because yeah. it comes back to the players want to play in Texas. They want to play uh, in California. Yeah. And they want to play with their buddies. Like seriously, they want to play with. It's back, back when, you know. You, you, when you were 10 years old, 11 it's years the buddy old. System, yeah, you yeah. played in the local team. Oh, mom, it's great. You know, Mark's playing. Mark's on my team, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah. And that's what it is now. <laughs> yeah, it really has become. That. It's like, really? Like, you guys want to hang out at the Starbucks before the game? Like, grab a, you know, let's go listen to some tunes, man, and like go to Starbucks and like put mm. some buds in and like, yeah. What? Mm. Like, like, that's what, that's important to you? Like, what do you – oh, my God. Depending how young these children are, and, again, I, I do have to keep coming back to your analogy because yeah. it's a pretty good one. If you think you know, that they're children, well, they you, won't let you down. But if they're that young, they maybe they're too young to go to the Starbucks, too. You don't want to have that much caffeine in them. True. They're already They'll be up. running around, <laughs> running out in the middle of the street with scissors. Uh, and, of course, unfortunately, with the Aesop's fable analogy, it, uh, there was no happy ending for uh, for Danny and the Celtics, and now it feels no. like you're, gonna, you're back to the beginning of the book now <laughs> to rewrite yeah, some chapters. Yeah, seriously, now here. it's like we're back uh, in the middle of the book. Yeah, We've already middle. got the beginning chapters, but now we're in the middle of the book. But, you know, there's no... you know, the, And that might be worse than being bad, because if you're really bad, you at least get the lottery every year. You have a chance yeah, but, there. But, but when you're right. sort of middling, which is, you know, right, that, but, that's the worst place to be in the NBA, that, like, you know, but let's, drafting let's, in the teens every year. Let's now take a step back and let's talk a little bit about tanking. Can we talk about tanking a little bit? Okay, sure, yeah. It doesn't work. <laughs> we we have time, I guess. You it doesn't go? work. It no. Well, apparently it doesn't because you, well they've rigged. Like, well, they make it so that you can't. You're not guaranteed of getting the number one pick with the worst but, record. But even that, there's not enough great players out there. And my point being this, Philly, they went beyond tanking. They quit for five years. Well, that was part of the process. Remember the right. quote unquote. So my what do they have to show for it? Uh, Joel Embiid, Embiid, Simmons, and Tobias Harris. Because just got Al Horford. Yeah, but that was <laughs> no, but that know, was free agency. Know, so, so that's it. Yeah. That was that's it. Those three guys. Yeah. Five years of quitting, and they got those three guys. Ben Simmons, he's no better today than the first day he started playing basketball on the in the NBA. He just isn't. Still can't shoot. Doesn't post up. Doesn't want to. Has no passion for it. He might be the last guy in the NBA who can't shoot. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know how he's still managing to make a career. Right. But so, so, so that really, to me, that still didn't work. And they're fine. To me, they're the favorite. If Kawhi doesn't go back to Toronto, they're probably the favorite. But over Milwaukee, 
Yeah. Who did lose Brogdon, but they kept Middleton. Yeah, well... So their top two were still top there. Top two. They're, they're, yeah. they're the definitely two buddies. The they got their two buddies. They just couldn't right. get the third. See, that's the thing. Everyone's pairing off now. Instead of, you know, when LeBron did it, he had three. Power right. three. Three right. worked. You know, Phil Jackson and the Lakers, right. the triangle offense, right? right. Three. Uh, the Celtics in 2008, the big three. Second edition, 2.0, of course. The original big three. Right. And then, then the original goes back to the original big three of the 80s. Right. So it's all three. But now everybody just wants to be two. Everyone's just buddying up. Right. And we'll find a third somewhere amongst right. the, the, well, that's what the it flotsam is. and jetsam of our roster. Right. We'll and but so, so now the second team. A three hole know his place, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You are not Batman or Robin. Take right. your seat. Just go in the corner and shoot. We will tell open. you when you're going to be a star, and it won't be for very long when it happens. And, <laughs> and enjoy it. Yeah, right. Enjoy it. Enjoy and it. Have fun. We're going to get you a damn right. ring. You right. know, come on. Exactly. Uh, maybe a couple. Exactly. Yeah. And and look at the other team that didn't tank, but they just stunk because they're horrible. The, the Lakers. Oh. The Lakers. <laughs> oh, sorry. The Lakers. The Lakers had... Yeah. Four? Well, when when no, you get LeBron, you're years. not trying to tank. When you when you have no LeBron no, but prior to this, they okay. they got you know Ball at two, Ingram at two, I think, or three. If you're the Lakers, why two. are you trying to tank in the first place, knowing that the league well, the league wants you to win championships, so they'll bend over backwards for you right. anyway? They, oh, they, that was my conspiracy. Right. Theory, well, it goes right. back to what we talked, what I talked about earlier about Shaq and Kobe and oh. some guy named Jabbar. Oh yeah, right, quit yeah. the Milwaukee and then Wilt quit Philly and now to Le- go. To, now, now you got LeBron and AD. Right. You know. And so think about it. They tanked, right? Or or, or they were horrible for four years. Yeah. Got all these great young players. Mm-hmm. And then they had to trade them for one dude. Like, really? They, Them and the Knicks had the, in the last four years prior to this year, had the worst two records in the NBA. And all the Lakers have to show for it is Anthony Davis. And Kuzma, I'm sorry, yeah. Anthony Davis well, and Kuzma. Some, I was hearing, so, I heard over the weekend. I think somebody was saying in the last four or five years, the best player they may have drafted was DeAndre Russell, and he's in Golden State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there was a big right. trade over the weekend where right. the Warriors are trying to stay relevant right. and picked right. him up. But I'm sorry, back to the yeah. back to your. So, point so like tanking doesn't work. The Knicks tanked a little bit. You know, they've been tanking for a couple of years. What are they? Well, they have? wanted the number. Well, you know, everybody did it this year because they wanted Zion. I mean, that's right. the you know because this was a this was a one to three person draft at most. And you know, so everybody wanted that number one pick. They wanted that six six center. That uh, yeah, right, right. That yeah. some guy said I I li- I almost fell off my chair. They're like he can play center in some. I'm like no, he Dennis Johnson was six five. He's six mm. six. No, yeah. no, it's he's never gonna play center one minute in wow. any it's offense only an inch or defense. Than Dennis Johnson. I know. Geez, that's so so whatever. So my point is like. Tanking doesn't. First of all, you're guaranteed nothing as far as where you draft. Mm. Plus, you're not guaranteed what players. Like, did DeAndre Ayton last year's number one pick like change Phoenix one iota? Thank you for reminding me who the number one pick was there. Right, I don't. I totally forgot. Yeah. 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 Is that guy going to even become a star? Point well taken. Yeah. Exactly. Is that is that guy even going to become a star? I mean, his body's perfect. No. No. And. He's okay. Like, he came on in the second half. He played better, which kind of should, you know, like, he should get better. And now that they've got Aaron Baines there, maybe that'll just bring it all together. No, right, 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 right. right. But, no, but maybe <laughs> it frees up, like, maybe he moves to power forward or something. Like, who knows? But the point is, is, like, I don't know. How good's R.J. Barrett going to be? You know, Morant's mm. probably going to be good, but, like, he'll be good. But how good? Like, w- like 
Will Jay Moran ever be as good as Oladipo? I don't know. And I wasn't a fan of Oladipo when he came out. I just wasn't. Yeah. Um, maybe because he was at Indiana, and I just never liked guys from India. Never. So, but he's a, he's an all-star. Oladipo's really good, and he's an all-star, and he's clutch. He makes other guys better. He'll but be like, back next year, right? I mean, he, yeah. didn't he hurt his knee? Yes, he, yes. Wasn't, I didn't know if it was so, one but like, one. But, like, you know, all, oh, it's this new 20-year-old kid. He's going to be awesome. It's like, well, first of all, he's going to be on Memphis, right? I think Memphis got him. Who? Cool. Uh, Morant. I think so, yes. Yeah. I think you're so right. So he's going to – everyone's like, oh, he's – you know, 20 years old. Actually, I think he's a four-year guy or a three-year guy. It's like, so let's say he's 21. As a yeah, Celtics you know, fan, we don't want we don't right. want Memphis to be good, though. No, we don't. Remember, that's that's so, the last of the Brooklyn picks right. slash now Memphis pick. So the new thing is like, oh, we got this young kid. He's going to be great. Like, no, you have him for four years. It's the Jay Morant window. Memphis is now has a four-year window with Jay Morant because if he leaves and goes to the Lakers in four years, like, okay, in four years – D'Angelo Russell, no, he went to Golden State. So in four years, um, LeBron could be gone, right? Well, he could he's probably, only got three years left on his contract. But anyway, three years left in his career. Yeah, in all who knows? So let's say LeBron's I mean, gone. He played like twenty years at that point in the NBA. I'd say that's a pretty full career. Oh yeah, but I, think, I'd say this. I'd say this is LeBron's last contract. I don't think there's going to be one after this. Yeah, and unless if it is, it might be like unless it's with a Hollywood deal. studio. It won't be with an NBA team. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but he might do the one-year deal. Who knows? He's, yeah, it depends, but I, I don't see it. You, you know. know, rumor has it he wants to play with his kid. Oh, that's not right, not right, rumor, right. but like yeah, no, people right. I think people he wants, speculate. He wants to hang around long They're enough. They're like for he because he could he could he could hang around. By the way, you, you brought up you know we've been talking all through this this show about you know NBA players and their mindset nowadays. I got to bring this up too, really quick. Kawhi Leonard mm-hmm. supposedly wanted to sit. He, you know, if he was going to go to the Lakers to talk, he wanted two people in on that meeting: Jeannie Buss, who's the owner of the team, yeah, and Magic Johnson, who was fired by the Lakers what a couple months ago, or actually didn't, or Magic resigned, yeah, whatever you want to call he it. He resigned, fired, right, thing. as the uh, the general manager, or, you know, whatever head honcho yeah. making decisions of the Lakers. Kawhi said those are the only two people he wanted in the room when he was going to sit down with the Lakers to talk to him. So one of the two guys he wants to sit down with doesn't even work for the team anymore. But it's probably because he's Magic Johnson, right? I mean, that's the only reason. Kind of the same way like what you brought up earlier with Kyrie and yeah. and Michael Jordan. Hey, I thought for a minute you were right. going to break into song there when it's like, I want to be like Mike. No, right. Right. Uh, I think I actually caught myself like, wait a minute, you? I think okay, I'm going down I, that path. You were so right. close. I, I kind of thought right. you might do it. Uh, <laughs> so, but yeah, and this is the same. I mean, I can't believe Kawhi, why would he want, like, first of all, what NBA player in their right mind would, like, if you're the NBA team that's wants this guy, you're going to go, okay, we're going to bring in a guy that we just fired or let go. Right. I mean, okay, maybe he's still on good speaking terms with Jeannie Buss and everything, but I don't care. He doesn't work for the team anymore. He has no say in player decisions. But not, you know, Kawhi Leonard would rather talk to him than the real general manager of the Lakers right now, whoever that is. That's I don't even Palenka. know. So he doesn't yeah. want Palenka in the room, the right. real GM. Right. He wants the guy who's, who's no longer the GM. Or right. The, you know, because he's magic, you know. But. These guys don't – it's a big clubhouse, and Magic and Magic and Michael are still in it, and other players are. Uh, other yeah. ex-players are like, Bird's not in it. Bird's like, I, don't, I, don't, I can't deal with this crap. But you see, Jordan, but, because he's in Charlotte, doesn't have nearly the power. Magic continue to fumble and bungle and, and just 
botch everything. And, and he did that while he was running the Lakers and, you know, in that position to make all those those player personnel decisions. And he kept botching it up. Yet the Lakers seem to get chance after chance after chance. And this is another example of that. Kawhi still wants to go there, even if he has to bring in the fired guy to sit in the room while he's negotiating right. the, the contract. What about the Clippers? Why don't the how come like why don't why don't some of these players want to go to the Clippers and make the Clippers well, the talk of the town? Well, why does it have to the be thing. the Lakers? This is the thing. I was hoping that you got two Kawhi teams in Leonard, LA. Right. I was hoping Ka- Kawhi Leonard and, and Kevin Durant went to the Clippers because mm. KD could stick it to LeBron. I'm the best player. Yeah. Not you. It's over, dude. <laughs> right. It's over. It's a- You're still very good. Mm. I'm the best player, and I'm going to prove it to you because I'm going to go beat you on your court. And with him and Kawhi Leonard, because they, they have a good team. They, they have, like, good role players uh, still on their team. And uh, they have Jerry West. Like, <laughs> wouldn't you rather have a conversation with Jerry West instead of Magic Johnson? If, if you're an adult. Jerry West is with the Clippers now? Yeah, he runs the Clippers. He's been running them. He ran the Lakers. Then he went to Memphis for a while, he, right? Right. He 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 ran the Lakers, Yeah, no, I, and they got all those championships. Then he went to Memphis for a little while and changed them around. Then he went to Golden State oh. and ran, and got them up and running. Oh, okay. You know, I don't know if you if – they, they've been pretty good the last few years. And the, la- yeah, and the Clippers – <laughs> Yeah, he's been kind of running the Clippers for like three years now, and now they're, they went from like nothing to like – they have like six or seven really good players, which is amazing because I, you know, uh, they had uh, uh, Griffin. They, they, you know, yeah, they signed him and got then, rid of him. Yeah, then they trade. Yeah, right. Whereas, like, why didn't Ke- why didn't Charlotte do that with Campbell Walker or in mm. any team? Anyways, so yeah, um, yeah, he was smart like that, and he got all these pl- all these like three he got like three good players, mm-hmm. you know, not great, just good players, and so if they could have gotten Kawhi Leonard. And KD, I would have rooted for them, like that. That would have been awesome. And then the Clippers could have taken over. It, it would have been the end of the Laker. It would have been over, the Laker dynasty. It just would have been over. Yeah, it I know. Like think about it. It just would have been Cause, over. Because for players right now, it's it's almost as much about geography as anything else. And we all know they love LA for right. for a myriad of reasons. I get it. The weather's always nice. It, Hollywood's right there. Yes, there's a lot of great things that LA offers as as an overall like mm-hmm. location to go to. Right. But you have two teams playing there. You know, you don't have to go to the Lakers just because they've won, you know, 16 championships and holding. Keep, hopefully we'll keep them stuck on six. We'll have them sitting on 16 or right. stick at 16 in yeah. this case, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, keep yeah, I, I was, I, that's, that was the thing okay. I was looking at in this for old free agency. Mm. Like, and now Kawhi's not going. And if he goes to the Lakers. So Kawhi, you think, is either going to stay in Toronto or go to the Lakers. That's pretty much no, it, No, I think right? he can go to the Clippers. You think there's still a chance for the Clippers? But doesn't he? Now, want to now get, that you say that, I haven't really heard anything but where, today. But who's he going to buddy up with, though? There's no buddies left. But he might, he might rather just play for the Clippers. Like he might not want to be a Laker, like okay, in that crazy yeah. Laker. Well, because well, remember, know. yeah, he's gonna have to send himself. He's gonna have to drop himself to number three. You know, he just won a championship. He led the Toronto Raptors and all those guys on that Raptors team to a championship. Yeah, first time in franchise history, and a lot of those players have not experienced any kind of winning mm-hmm. at that level, obviously, mm-hmm. until you know Kawhi arrived on the scene. So he did what he wanted. He said what he would want. That was his goal of getting there. You know, I'll be here a year and then I'll move on. Right. You're right. Maybe he does want to go. To the Clippers. I mean, if he wants to continue to be the alpha dog, the numero uno guy, yeah, go to the Clippers. If you go to the Lakers, you're behind LeBron and, and Davis on the depth. I mean, See, he, I think he's the only guy that really doesn't care about that. Okay. 
really. Well, he does. Like, I don't think he does. Like, I don't think he, I think, I think just about everyone else cares about it. I don't think Anthony Davis cares about it, but I think everyone else cares. Like, Jimmy Butler. I'm Jimmy Butler. So maybe Danny Ainge went after the wrong soup, like when the chances, you know, when it was there to either, you know, go after Kawhi Leonard or or hold out for AD. Well. Maybe he picked the wrong guy. Yeah, but the Kawhi Leonard thing is we had Kyrie, Rozier, uh, Tatum, Brown, Haywood. How many six, seven guys do we need? You know, like we we like you don't you don't need eleven of them. You know, like usually you have like three. Yeah. Well. You know, where 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 what where what position was he going to play? Like we so we trade Brown for Brown and a number one for Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Well, you know that may not have that changed would have anything. In one of the six seven guys. Right, right? but but. We were hoping Hayward was going to be Hayward and Tatum was going to be Tatum and Kyrie and Rose and Smart. Forgot about Smart. Like we have enough guys that play that wing. Yeah. You know, six foot six to six foot nine guy. So why would we get it when we have Anthony Davis? Like, that's the we don't have the seven footer, the athletic seven footer. So right. That's that. <laughs> like that's how that go. Like, there's no way that didn't make sense for him to go after him. It wouldn't have. Well, like why? Okay. Yeah, that's how yeah, I look I mean, at yeah, it. I guess, yeah, no, I no, I know it's easy to say in hindsight. I'm just, uh, you know, I, I guess I understand why Ainge wanted to put all his eggs in the AD basket. I mean, it makes sense. It was the story that was created. The last leg was yeah. trading Tatum and four number ones for Anthony Davis because we would have needed a seven footer, and we have enough six foot six guys, yeah. and six foot seven guys. I know. And that it was, it was. It, I mean, he literally, we knew his blueprint, like we. And he did everything, just kept acquiring. First, he acquired yeah. draft picks. Yeah, right. Then he picked them. Then he procured them. Now it's time to put three, you know, put five, a package of five, a, a budding young player, four number ones to get a great player. Hmm. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Oops. Oops. There you go. <laughs> what happened? Yeah. Well, yeah. and now, but. Yeah, but like you, like you pointed out way back at the beginning of this uh, this discussion, uh, you know, Lakers only have four guys signed. I mean, LeBron, right. so, Davis, and two others. So, so Anthony Davis is like, I'm just going to a team with three players on it, as opposed to like going to the Celtics. Yeah. Or maybe another team. I don't know. But he wants to play in L.A. Like, I mean, they want to be around I mean, movie stars right. and even even. Actors and actresses. It's not like they just want to get actresses. But if you're Davis, like, yeah, if you're Davis here, isn't this kind of time to put up or shut up? You wanted to be in L.A. Now you're in L.A. You're with LeBron. You got to win. I don't care. You know, they could set up. They could hire eight guys off the – eight Hollywood actors off the soundstage, bring them in, and they should still be able to win. Well – I mean the lake. I mean the that's why the odds makers in Vegas have made them like the right. uh, the odds on favorite to win. Well, next they're year. doing that because they know people will still bet them. Oh yeah. So. You know. Anyways, the. But now we're going to find out how good Anthony win? Davis really what, is. All right. Let's right. just like seriously. Like, what if he doesn't win? What's going to happen to him? Nothing. Davis. Yeah. What's happened to Barkley since he didn't win, or Malone, or Stockton, or. You know, in the in the, you know, Carmelo Anthony, like they. Well, Barkley's carved out a, a great niche for himself now right. in life, so he's he's fine. But, but everyone talks about legacy, like, like, 
No, but I'll say this, Barkley, I mean, well, Barkley aside, but guys like Stockton and Malone and stuff, I mean, their legacy is a little different. People don't talk about them in the same uh, breath as the real great ones who won championships. But, um... I mean, Paul Pierce has one more ring than, than John Stockton and Carl Malone. <laughs> right, but, but, okay, but is Paul Pierce's legacy leaps and bounds? Well, he got his number retired. Ahead? You know, I guess Stockton and Malone got yeah, their numbers retired. Yeah, they might get retired, and, and yeah, they're not sure, probably. but I think they will. But, yeah. like, you know, if people talk about, like, just in the Hall of Fame, they meet once a year, all mm-hmm. the Hall of Famers, you know, yeah. for the induction ceremony. Out there in Springfield. Our people, I know, that, I, that still stuns me. Uh, <laughs> if Yeah, I know. I, I grew up in that part yeah. of the state. It's, uh, what yeah. would, I mean, do people look at Paul Pierce, like, does... You know, does Larry Bird look at Paul Pierce differently than Carl Malone or Stockton? No, he just looks at them as like they're great players. Yeah. They're great players. They don't... Right, but I mean, this is more like, I think, just all of us and, and fans and maybe, but, maybe members of the sports media, too. Will, right, you know. but I, I think everyone, like... Yeah, if you're in the Hall, you're a hall people, of Famer, you're a Hall people, of Famer, I guess. Right, but, but do people... I think people talk about, like, what their legacy... Like, I don't think people talk about... Ex players' legacies. How many people talk about besides Michael Jordan and Magic and Bird? I don't think they talk about legacies until you're getting to a point where you're competing with other all-time greats. I think that's where the legacy part comes in. I don't think it always comes in. Like, you know, Stockton and Malone, unless they were going to ever win one championship, then maybe you start. You know, they win one, so now they're on a level with all the guys who won championships. How far can they go there? Now you're comparing them to those greats. Up until they win that championship, they're kind of on the you know they're very but, they're they're great players. They're in the Hall of Fame. Okay, but they they didn't you know. How about this? I mean, this is a whole other Ray you know. Ray Allen's legacy mm-hmm. and Reggie Miller's legacy. And you're going to tell me they're very comparable players? Which, I think they're they the are, yeah. exact same, except one one got two rings. One had one was in position to win two to four rings, maybe even five rings, and he won two. Mm-hmm. The other one, was he ever really put in position to win? Well, part of it is, again, the era where he competed. He went up against Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. And so Jordan and he stopped went up against Jordan the stopped everyone else. He stopped right. Stockton. He stopped Malone. He stopped Reggie Miller. Anybody yep. else who was a great player in that era. Um, not, not to change the sport, but Brady's kind of doing that a little bit, too. You know, yeah. like, like he's literally doing that. Like he's kind of, you know, I don't, you know, he's. Um, that is true, but I will counter-argue with saying he did leave the stage open for 10 years. Patriots yeah. went 10 years without, you know, they won three, and then Brady, yeah, but Brady and the Patriots took, it wasn't an intentional 10-year break, right. but there were 10 years there. But and, if they, and uh, what, what you had, uh, you had Eli won a couple, Roethlisberger won yeah. a couple, Aaron Rodgers won one. Won one, yeah. No, but, but, but the Patriots could have knocked off, say, the Chargers, even though, you know, knocked off the Chargers – and then New England loses to the Broncos or Pittsburgh or something. Whereas maybe if the Patriots just weren't there and Tom Brady wasn't there, the Chargers could have beaten Pittsburgh or, or oh, you, you mean know, like, like you mean like when when Roethlisberger won his two rings, the Patriots weren't there either time. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So so right. So okay. the only time the Steelers have won Super Bowls in the last right. twenty years, there's been no Patriots to go through. Right. Because they got knocked off by so, someone else. So so what if? Like, I, I th- well, maybe this is, I mean, we're talking football now, but 
But no, but that that but that had yeah. to have happened in the bath in basketball. Like somebody knocks off somebody, but then somebody else knocks off the team that knocked you off. But you could have maybe beaten the team that. You know, it's matchups sometimes. Well, okay, let's go back to so, 1983. The Celtics got swept by the Bucks, but if they had if they had beaten the Bucks, they would have faced the Sixers in the Eastern Conference Finals. Which at that time, granted, the Sixers beat the Celtics once. Actually, that would have been the third straight year because '81, if you remember, Celtics were down three one to the Sixers. Yeah, and they came won. back. And I remember won. that great series. Yeah. I still remember. It's a, and then um, you know the next year again, Celtics are down three one. They got to Game Seven at the Garden, but this time the Sixers beat them, and that's where the whole chance started. Right. Beat L. A. That's right. the fans all organic said right. well if we can't if our team can't be there you're going to beat LA so that's where you know right. they were serenading off the Sixers right. to the LA which which it didn't help them because the Lakers won that year right. but then so then in 83 you could have had a third straight Eastern Conference Finals Celtic Sixers yeah. but instead Milwaukee got in the way and screwed that up yeah like you know like does does or how about well even a better example maybe for the Celtics you know Celtics won uh, Larry Bird Daddy Hole Big Three the original Big Three era they won three titles in the 80s my favorite will always be 1984. You probably know why. I don't know. They beat the Lakers in 84. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 81-86, right, right, right. they beat the, the Houston, Rockets, and yeah. it wasn't the same. Yeah. That that In fact, that 86 team that won 67 games, they were such a great powerhouse team, yeah. they wanted to play the Lakers that year. And instead, you know, Houston shocks L.A. in the Eastern Conference Final. I think it was like a five-game series. I still remember something. the Ralph Sampson shot. Yeah, that stupid one. I, I was right, watching yeah. it live. Yeah. It was like one in the morning or something, right? right? Yeah. And I was just watching, I go, I go, well, this will go to overtime or whatever. I don't mm. think it was tied or they were losing. I think they were tied. And he just – and I – I was I wanted LA to lose and I still I couldn't believe I so couldn't believe it. But you I wasn't want, you rooting want the Celtics to beat the Lakers. See, because that '86 team they they should have beaten the Lakers. Cause Even then, as a young kid, I hate people who sit there and say, "Well, I I want to beat the best team ever." No, <laughs> we don't. We don't. We, once it goes beyond a year, nobody ever talks about the path you took to win the championship. You just talk about winning championships. So I never. I always want the easiest path. I want. I like the tomato can game that the Patriots play every year, and then I hope that at least one or two players get hurt in the in the championship game, and then two weeks to prepare for the Super Bowl. Let's go win that. I will always root for the easiest path. I think football's a little different, but what about you know in two thousand four the Red Sox? I mean, you wouldn't have been as satisfied if they hadn't come back 0-3 from the Yankees if they had just beaten some, you know. Some whatever team you know from that era, oh four. Well, I don't no, know. but once you win, it's like yes, I'd rather go through the the hardest path. Yeah, everybody okay, would well, say right. that. Okay, that's what that's. So that's, I'm just like okay. win it, which which goes back to legacy. So let's talk about legacy. Who's got a better legacy? Um, Reggie Miller, my boy Reggie Miller. Okay, or Robert Ory. Whose legacy? Who's got a better legacy? Robert Ory's got six championships, I think, or seven. Oh, that's right. You know, I forgot he won all those titles. Yeah. He was kind of. I feel yeah. like he's more of an. He was the Don the... Baylor. Remember, Don Baylor used to go from team to team. Do you know what's funny? I remember Ori more for being on the Sacramento Kings team that should have beaten the Lakers in what was it? Oh, two when they were going. Oh, up. remember they were going to go up three yeah, yeah. to one. And the I remember him more yeah. for losing in that series than I remembered. Wait a minute. So he won six rings. What were? They weren't all with L.A., Houston, right? L.A., and San Antonio. I think he won oh, one with San Antonio. yeah, I think you're right. Wow. See, to me— Big it just, shot, Bob. 
Yeah, but you know what? So what's his legacy? And his legacy to me is I, he was the Sacramento King who couldn't win because I, I I only remember I don't remember you know with those other teams I don't he wasn't even he must have been like at best the third guy on those other no teams. he he was generally the the big scorer off the bench or the you oh, know well there you go you okay, know what I mean so. like like he was always because you know he was getting older but. So he has as many rings as Jordan. I can't put him in the same breath as Michael Jordan. Why not? No, no, but no, 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 no. I shouldn't. No, no, no. No, actually, you're right. You're right. You're like, his legacy isn't (laughs) about winning championships. Right, because he's a sixth man. why isn't his? But we talk about other players like, oh, his legacy is going to be this. And Katie's legacy. and It's like, well, those guys are bona fide stars. Whereas Robert Ory's a good good to very good player. Maybe you wouldn't put the label great on him. But this is, this is what I don't. It's like. also in the right place at the right time in some cases. You know? Yeah, that's too. Like, but. like everyone talks about Michael Jordan because he's won the most champions. No, Michael Jordan didn't win the most champions. Bill Russell did. Well, no, but, but people in say our, Michael Jordan life, did. Yeah, in our lifetime, anyway, we didn't. You know, we didn't really get to see right, Michael Russell. No, I mean, we but were pretty young at the time. So. 70 years from now, when no one has seen Michael Jordan play, or 30 years from now. Well, then from it'll now, probably be LeBron, yeah. It'll be LeBron James's kid who's won two in 10 years. Like, he's the new, you know, he's the greatest. Or it's Steph like, Curry with the, you know, with the Warriors or whatever. Yeah, so, so, it like, the legacy is only what you can yeah. teach your children. And everyone's fallen in love with Michael Jordan, LeBron James. Michael Jordan, LeBron James. Michael Jordan, LeBron James. And now KD... And now Katie's awesome. It's like, yeah, he's awesome, but he didn't have to win one championship to be awesome. And I just think people just add up their championships and says, oh, so-and-so's got three wins. Oh, so-and-so's got four wins. He's better than him because he's got three. Oh, and this guy's better than him. The guy who's got three championships is better than the guy with one. It's like, no, it doesn't work that way. Well, I think all the people that you're comparing in your hypothetical situation are all players of similar or equal talent, I think, or kind of close to the same talent. See, that's why Robert Ory doesn't get in that conversation because he's not a Jordan or a Bird or a Magic or a LeBron or a Kobe. I mean, he's none of those. Okay, how about this? So he, he so that's why I think of him as more of being, I, I know, I'm kind of trivializing and putting him down when I say he was along for the ride, but to some degree he was. He's, again, he's okay. a good player, maybe a very good player. I, I, you you just reminded me or informed, like I totally forgot he had won six titles, and that's because he wasn't the star right. of the team. What about Katie's legacy? Let's say let's say he can't play again. Like he, he, okay, he yep. he's done. Yeah. He, he his, he can't be repaired. His leg, uh, his uh, Achilles, Achilles can't be yeah. repaired. He can't. Right. He can't play anymore. Okay. Let me give you a hypothetical: the career he had now, mm-hmm. or if he never left OKC, never left it, and won one championship with what, them. Oh, correct, sorry, yeah, okay. and won it with OKC. What would be a better legacy, or would it be different, or would it be the same? Yeah, it would definitely be different. I mean, I think a lot of people would admire him. He'd probably be admired more, at least by the masses, because he stayed all, with his with one team his whole career. So I think that's always looked upon, especially in this era too. And you know, going back to the very you know beginning of our discussion here, you know, we're talking the whole thing about NBA free agencies. Everybody's all switching teams right. here. So yeah, I think it's different, and he would be looked at probably a lot more favorably. I, I would think you know winning less championships, but but staying with Oklahoma City his whole career. You know, because I know some of the perception here is that he went to Golden State to chase a title. Like, he couldn't do it on his own, so he went to join a super team, mm-hmm. right? You know? But that's... Uh, so, yeah. So, I actually think I think his legacy would be a little bit better if mm-hmm. he was in OKC. But the point is, is 
he isn't better or worse of a player whether he went to Golden State or stayed in OKC. He's not 1% better or worse either way. He'd still be Kevin Yeah, Durant. no, and when he goes into the Hall so, of Fame, right, and he would go in either way. Right, so the winning championships, to me, has no effect on what your legacy is. Now, there's an asterisk I'll, I'll throw there, a small one. It kind of depends on what how you won your championships, too. Like Robert Ory, who's not going to the Hall of Fame unless he buys a ticket. Correct. But right, but if you win it, if you win by like, you know, what we were the third best team one year and we won it, and then the one year we were the fourth best team and we won it because we won it with, you know, hard work and guile and we tricked them and you know we we rose to the occasion and we won. Well, that's something. But if you're a team that wins sixty six games and then you you sweep sweep win it in five, all right, what'd you accomplish? You know, like you. Well, didn't one of LeBron's teams do that? When the, one of the the Miami teams didn't they blow through one year, go eleven and one in the I playoffs? Could have. They could have sixteen and one. I guess it would have been. They could have. I think so. I just remember. I know they had the so. white knuckler against San Antonio when Ray Allen hit the three to tie it to go to overtime. If he missed the three, oh. it was game six. Oh. If he misses the three, like it was, a, it was a loose ball. Right. Oh, yeah. And it got slapped back to him. He was smart enough to take a step back mm. to shoot a three to tie it. If yeah. it doesn't go in, right. uh, yeah, they don't win that. So they would have only won one. So that was a white true. knuckler. They, right. They could have, should have lost that one. Right. Uh, Allen was the fourth guy on that team. Yeah, that's right. True. Right. They just brought, he just came out well. Right. Really quick on that subject now. Uh Ray Allen was vilified by Celtics fans for leaving and going to Miami. How does Al Horford, what's the comparison? Will Celtics fans think is evilly about Horford no. leaving? 0% evil because okay. he's a normal good guy, always said the right thing, always played to win. They were The Celtics were off him a three-year deal. He got a four-year deal. Yeah. Tough, Actually, tough nuggies. When, we, when we were talking Horford earlier, I think what I forgot to mention was to tell you the truth. Horford's thirty-three. Yeah. He's got injury issues. I wouldn't have given him a four-year deal. I'm no. surprised they gave him a three-year deal. And in fact, if I was Danny Ainge, I'm not sure I would have given him right. four years. I might have said, "Which I, I love what I love the presence you are in the locker room, but I can't trust your between your age and your your back." Uh, right. So so a, so now let's tie this up about NBA free agency. We spoke about New Jersey. Or Brooklyn. I'll yeah. figure that out in the next couple of years. Okay. <laughs> so Brooklyn got two great players, Hall of Famers. They paid what they should have paid them. Mm-hmm. But they're still going to – first of all, KD's not playing for a year. Right. And he might only be 90 or 85% of what he originally was or may not get back to where they need him to get back to win championships. And by the time he comes back, Kyrie may have de- single-handedly destroyed right. the team. <laughs> so, 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 so if, if people were to say, well, who was, who was a winner in this year's free agency? The Nets get an A. Like, they, they're the first, right? Well, they have asterisks with it. Yeah. It's, like, like, it could be the first, but it might I, not be. I would be. say it's an incomplete. It's now, not an A yet. <laughs> right. I mean, you know. And look what Philly did. Philly tanked for five years. They don't have much to show for it. They have a Joel Embiid who has trouble staying in shape, has got a bad knee. They got Ben Simmons who is no better today than he was the first year he stepped in the court. Still a good ball player. They way overpaid for Tobias Harris, and they way overpaid for Horford, who might have like two really good years left in him. They gave him four years. Mm -hmm. Think of the risk. Those are the two, two 
the number one winner and the number two winner in the free agency class that everyone would say is one and two, mm-hmm. huge question marks. Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're not – Well, again, this brings us back to the East being relatively wide open. Maybe Milwaukee, assuming that Kawhi doesn't re-sign with uh, Toronto, yeah. maybe Milwaukee's the favorite in the East yeah. next year. They lose a little bit, though, with Bog- – uh, not Bogdanovich, but Brogdon. Brogdon leaving, He's yeah. He's a glue guy with them. He really is. Okay. Plus, they lost Meritage, too. A good backup, just a good role player off the bench. I mean, not, yeah. you know, it's not life or death, but it's still he's not there. Yeah. You know, they want him there. He's not there. So so think about that. Just, you know, maybe we're going to wrap it up. But, like, yeah. like they're the, those are the number one and number two picks by everybody on the planet. Mm. And they have – Philly's got huge question marks. This could be gone in two years. Right. And B could be hurt. Simmons might not grow. Horford could be just, you know, old and hurt. And uh, Tobias Harris is really good, but he's not worth five and 180. No. And I don't think you know? Rozier's worth three and 57, 57 either. Right. But, uh, right. So, yeah. Well, there you go. Dave Fluitt, you know your NBA. I will say that, and that's why we've been able to. Uh, by the way, your, your wish for a uh, for a, a two-hour show, uh, well, you finally got one. I got so one. You got I got one. Oh, yeah, yeah. We broke it with uh, a few minutes to spare. So, uh, yeah, so congrats on that. But, hey, if you're an NBA uh, fan, you want to catch up on the free agency, I hope you're listening uh, to, the, uh, to this podcast. If you have to break it up into installments to listen to, that's fine, too. Uh, you know, just listen to us when you can. Don't forget, you can also follow us on social media by searching Time Out for Sports talk on facebook and on twitter our handle once again is at tostbmc uh there you can get li- links to the latest tost podcast as well as our monthly tv shows uh we're probably going to be off during the summer but we may come back with a summertime show if we do uh you'll have to follow us on twitter and facebook we will let you know when that is and uh, of course uh, you'll uh, catch uh, you know all the streams uh we when we stream live on uh, belmontmedia.org uh, that's where you can catch all that stuff. And don't forget, of course, to listen to us uh, on the podcast. You can either go to belmontmedia.org and uh, follow the links, or you can uh, just get the SoundCloud app, which is free on your phone, and then you can just search Belmont Media and listen to us whenever you want. Not my phone. Not your phone. Your phone's not smart. Your phone looks a little cracked. <laughs> it's, it's been through the ringer, I think. <laughs> my, my phone in my relationship's a little complicated. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't want to ask then. It's I, not good. You've, been, you, you've had it for a if while. If you call me, I'll pick up, up if, yeah. or text me, but after that, it gets it gets cloudy. Well, does it ring on its own? Because you tried it. You sent me a text, and then you called me. I don't know if you realized that. Oh, maybe it was just in my pocket or something. Okay, and, the, old, yeah, yeah. the infamous, yeah, yeah. whatever. Okay. Well, well, Flo, it's been fun. Uh, yeah. I hope you uh, enjoyed it. I hope all of you listening enjoyed it, too. Good luck to the Celtics. I don't know what else they can do this offseason, but, uh, well, you got the summer league to watch, and then uh, we'll see uh, when they reconvene in the fall uh, what the how the whole roster shakes down. But, uh, well, it's a whole new NBA, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you know, at least it's wide open, and maybe if enough things break right, the Celtics can find their way back to the finals again or, right. or something. But in the meantime, we'll just have to wait and see. Hey, we've always got our Red Sox to get through the summer, right? Oops. No, nah, it's going to gonna be a long summer, kids. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> that was a, a Sunday bloody Sunday over across <laughs> the pod there in more ways than one. Not good. Uh, all right. Well, hey, uh, again, uh, for Dave Fluid, until next time, this is Todd Bloniers. I want to thank you for checking out this TOST Toddcast right here on the Belmont Media Podcast Network. 